At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. A&E, and my co-host, now Deion Sanders for Prime Time. What's going on? It's me, the P-R-I-M-E. Yeah, so, we are back here today. Uh, I, honestly, our podcast is coming to you guys a little late. We usually for, uh, record on Sundays, so we can have the podcast either up for you on Sunday, uh, late Sunday, or early Monday morning. But we were a little behind, and honestly, it looked like we were behind for good reason, because some major news dropped uh, today, when we recorded on Monday, about the WWE Network. I'm like, well, why wait till next week to talk about that on the other podcast? We got to talk about the Royal Rumble. Let's talk about this now. So, uh, you know, it just so it just worked out beautifully that week. I was like, only thing we, we ain't got that much to talk about, but I was like, well, now we do. So, uh, before we get all into that, man, first of all, how you been, bro? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm good. Did you, you have yeah, good. It's been a week, so you ever see the inauguration? I saw some of it. You saw some of it? Well, I saw what you can call <laughs> the entrances. <laughs> you know, and, and look, we on a wrestling show, so yeah, we saw the entrances, right? No, I saw that. I saw the whole... Look, I'm going to tell you, it's, 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 people are weird, funny on the internet. It's like, I saw I saw it, but like the takeaway for some reason was this guy wearing Jordans. <laughs> I was a takeaway for yo. some reason. It was like, yo, did you see that guy with the Jordan uh, uh, shoes on? <laughs> yeah. That was Kamala Harris's, I want to say, niece's husband. I don't know, but that's what they take away with, right? Yeah, I, I, just, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, that, uh, Michelle Obama looking sharp, Bernie Sanders meme. Bro, have you seen? Yeah. I, I know you have had to see yeah. some of the memes of the Bernie Sanders thing. Yeah, I seen a lot of them. Yo, a lot of them. What what is what are some of your favorites though? Uh, I would say maybe the one with Janet Jackson. Oh, I didn't see that one yet. Oh, it's like one with Janet Jackson. Where when the she like hands covering her. Mm-hmm. And her album is like that one. Uh, the Fresh Prince. Somebody put him sitting in the Fresh Prince chair in the intro. <laughs> I missed that one. Did, did, um, what do you say? Did you did you see the Friday one? Yeah, I actually, I think we posted that on our page. I think 
the, the one with him, Friday when, when Chris Tucker was had me dying. I was in tears. Yeah, somebody put that. It's Chris Tucker, Ice Cube, and, and Bernie. Um, yeah. No, no. I'm talking about the one where they replaced Ice Cube, just put Chris Tucker and Bernie on that joint. Oh, oh, no, no, I didn't see that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I'm trying to think of what else. That, 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 that sparked a whole lot of memes, I will say. It did. I'm glad he, he, he made a shirt and, and giving the proceeds to charity, so. Get, Ooh, somebody made a. <laughs> somebody made a what? <laughs> Somebody made a queen one. You know the queen one? They all four, four of them. Yeah. Somebody made the queen one. Bernie's at the bottom. Where Freddie is <laughs> with his arms crossed. <laughs> uh, well, look. If y'all want my like more detailed uh, review of the inauguration, y'all got to check out the Nerdgasm Talk podcast, which is affiliated with SpaciousPhilly.com. SpaciousPhilly.com is production. You get all your black podcasts here, right here in the city of Philadelphia. And make sure you guys check out all the content they have on there, such as the Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror Show, both sides, and uh, the Market Dark Show. Check out all of our the Nerd, the Nerd Coalition's poc- uh, podcasts on there as well. The No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, Nerd Gasm Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond, Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues, and uh, hopefully launching this week. I've been working hard on it. Ballers Lounge podcast because to uh by by, to, by the day you're hearing this podcast because we recorded on Monday it's the one year anniversary of the death of Kobe Bryant. Uh-huh. So this we record every Thursday so hopefully this weekend you guys should be hearing hearing that, that show about Kobe man it's it's amazing it's been one whole year and I remember it, like that day perfectly how it was when I got the news about Kobe Bryant dying. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a day. That was a that was a hard day. So uh make sure you guys stay tuned for all that great stuff. Uh make sure you check us out on all the podcasts apps, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh all that great stuff. Make sure you check us out on YouTube Premium uh when it comes to our snippets. Uh because we put the the podcast snippets up there, but for full podcasts. Uh, you guys can listen to it on all your podcast apps until we figure out how to do live shows. So hopefully, me and Proctor will try to come up with a schedule. So by you know, hopefully quarter two, quarter three. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just laughing. You just laughing at our project like that. No, uh, I I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see Jamal Murray hit a. WWE style Shinsuke Nakamura style Mo Blow. <laughs> He's on his knees and he like literally grabs his uh, side and like does the uppercut. Yo, like <laughs> Jamal Murray, what are you doing right now? Yeah. Uh, Did he do that in a game though, or no? Yes, yes. Yo, who he give a low blow to in the game? Tim Hardaway. Yeah. Oh. You know, okay, so after this is done, you know, I, I gotta go check it out. You gotta send it to me. Uh, uh there you are. He, 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 he ran up on the money. He ran up on the money. He said it to me already. So, look. Oh, man. Yeah, sorry. I just had to. I was like, bro, why, why did he just. No, it's cool, dude. It's cool. I do understand that. Uh, what was I going Damn, I've lost a chain. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so hopefully, you know, uh, in, by quarter two, me and Prime have a, because, you know, Prime is very scheduled, uh, uh, very busy 
with his schedule because he does the Prime Nostalgia Podcast every single Friday where he has special guests on with him and his partner. They talk about great things, nostalgia. So you guys should check out that podcast every Friday along with his new podcast, The Prime uh, Prime Conversations. Uh, how often does that go up? I gotta find a, a fit schedule for it, but I'm thinking about maybe every. When I first started, I did three episodes, and I got four, so I'm thinking maybe every two weeks I might do like three episodes. Oh, okay. Yo, he really we'll see how that goes. <laughs> oh, you watching it? Now? Yeah, I'm sorry. You <laughs> really low blow to like get the fuck out of here. Uh. Yeah, so hopefully, like I said, but you know, me and Power Partners, man. So he, we've been through with each other th- thick and thin. So hopefully, we can work out a a live schedule for you guys. You know, so help 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 benefit. Cause you know, this man, you know, he like twist over there. You know, became a celebrity overnight. So it's it's, it's hard to follow this man. But uh, yeah, so check out all that great stuff. You also can also check out uh, the real dot com as we're, we're, we are repairing the website. You guys can still go on to buy our merch and you can check out at uh, teesprings.com slash the real nerd coalition or real nerd com to buy our merch and something like that to get your NC studios shirt, your level up shirt, go and fight COVID-19 with the NC Studios mask, level up mask. Put your mask on, people, until you can get your vaccine out there. It don't matter who's in office. Of a pandemic and sickness is not a political thing. It doesn't matter who in office. People can still out here getting sick and die. So go out there and make sure you guys are safe and protected. And you can guys can do that in style with your Coach Studios mask. And make sure you guys check out uh, Q Flow and the War Drum and all the, the music Q Flow has been doing. You know, say that's his successful album, but he has dropped mixtape and tracks after that. So we'll make sure we give that praise. And also, still, like I said, check out Prime Nostalgia uh, po- podcast as well. So, like I said, uh, on the agenda, I didn't have too much, but we got big news coming uh today i mean like when i was waking up getting the kids ready for school news you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. it was like 9 30 oh. in the morning oh uh, i was gonna say <laughs> what you say you know what i was gonna say what when you say kids getting up missing missing uh getting up for school i thought she was gonna say like how it happened to you all the time when you buy like you be like dropping them off or something and some news happened and you can't get that back yo bro every single time i used to hate that joy Every time I would drop myself to school, I'd be getting a notification as I'm in the car going to the school. Not coming back, going to the school like, new trailer drop, this drop, this drop, this drop. I'm like, Argh! yo, I, I used to hate that job. But now, since it's all virtual, I got the news. I was like, all I had to do was come back. But then uh, I was like, oh, my God, we need to do the podcast last night. And, and, and of course, I it's funny. I checked your, uh, I, I checked the hangouts. I was going to text you like, yo, you hear the news? And then I see your text saying, when? I was like, when did this come through? Because I was waiting all night, like, maybe he went to sleep. Maybe he don't want to do it tonight. I was like, all right, well. Nah, I just... I that like at like, 10, oh, like yeah. at least like six or something. Yeah, yeah, I was really? like, damn, fuck. And I was, then I was like, okay, well, we can do the podcast tonight. Then I thought about it. I was like, wait a minute. Ain't today his birthday? If it's his birthday, he not going to want to do it today. And then, so it's next Monday. So I'll make sure we ain't got no podcast to do next Monday. We're gonna do it on time uh, this week. So, but NBC Universal 
uh, their Peacock streaming service, which, like I said, I don't have Peacock. I don't. I already got no streaming service. You do got Peacock? What's on Peacock yeah. other than The Office? Well, for me, I'm going to just tell you all some stuff that I like. They got, like, the whole Save by the Bell thing on there for me. Uh, and I don't know what else is on there other than that. Damn. See, I don't usually watch yeah, the right, NBC right. shows. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to scroll through it right now and tell you what's on there. Uh, Wait, now. Do they have, do they have, like, Chicago Fire, PD, and Med on there? Uh, I don't know. I have to check, but I, I know they have every single... Uh, Saturday Night Live, like from the beginning, every single episode. Oh, okay. So I definitely watch. What's up with that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was definitely watching the Eddie, the Eddie episode. Oh yeah. So they got the Office, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Parks and Recreation, uh, Two and a Half Men, uh, Chicago PD. Yeah. They got all that Chicago stuff. Okay, so th- that, that's what I'll watch it for. I'll watch all my Chicago <laughs> stuff. George Lopez, yeah. Okay. They already got a, a lot of WWE on there already. They got Purple Soul, Sessions, WrestleMania Rewind, the Wednesday Night, Monday Night War, my bad. Uh, they got a Triple H, 25 years of Triple H, the Ruthless Aggression documentary. Oh, wow. Apparently. Okay, so. Yeah, they got well, a lot of stuff on there, yeah. So, with that being said, so, um, yeah, they, uh, WWE and uh, NBC Universal said Monday they reached a multi-year agreement that gives Peacock exclusive streaming rights to WWE Network for American viewers. That means only in the USA. So, if you if you have if you want our listeners from Canada or um, Brazil or South America which is in Brazil, you know which Brazil is in or uh, you know Europe whatever the case may be this doesn't affect you it only affects the people in the United States so quick question because I wasn't quite sure with this mm-hmm. people have to pay for the network on Peacock or do they just get Peacock and it just comes with the network so what uh, what, what I'm getting at here because I, I was working down uh it's going to be something like a Hulu thing, where, as it says, the channel included commercials will cost four ninety nine a month, or customers that can pay the nine ninety enough for the channel without ads. So it says, wrestling fans who subscribe to the W Network uh, streaming services currently pay nine ninety nine a month. Peacock said that WWE's US subscriber base, which only totals one point one million, will be migrated to its. Four ninety nine a month offer. Details on the migration progress will roll out in the next few weeks. The company said that's all they got for. It. So basically, it looks like you're going to get Peacock. Period. It's going to switch over to Peacock. Uh, however, you're going to start I with their. F- you know what? Now that you just, now that you said it like that, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. So so so. It's going to switch over. Then we're gonna have ads, but then you gotta. So it's gonna. It's probably gonna drop you to four ninety nine. But if you want to continue with the nine ninety nine without the the ads, because I'm not watching WrestleMania with ads. I already got enough ads built into the show. Uh, then you gotta go back to pay nine ninety nine. So, but now that is some huge yeah, news. Like, I I know for at least the cable company I got, we get it for free. What what Peacock? Yes, the cable company that got 
Yeah, see, but, I, like I said, I, I don't have... The only stream services I have is, of course, W Network, Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, ESPN. Well, I got the, I got the Disney bundle with the Hulu Plus and the, and the ESPN Plus. Then I got then we got HBO Max. So those are. I'm gonna tell you right now. This month I gotta stop with some of them. Yeah, bro. Who you? T- I'm like I'm like I got all this. Why am I still playing for cable? I'm like I'm like New Japan. I had to cancel that one uh, yesterday. HBO Max. I was like, ain't nothing coming out in February. I can I can. I can you thought Juice and the Black Messiah come out in February? Hey, well that ain't how I'm, I can watch it when I get it in March or whatever. Uh, <laughs> so that's how I'm, that's how I'm looking at this right well, now. So right now it says, um, uh, financial terms were not disclosed. Peacock will launch W Network. Uh, will launch the full W Network on March 18th. So you know we we, we got time to process this whole news thing with mm-hmm. over 17,000 hours of new original and library WD programming. This will include live pay-per-views, events such as WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Fastlane will be the first WWE pay-per-view event to stream on Peacock. So, WrestleMania this year, which is a two-night event, SummerSlam, which is a big thing, Fastlane, which I think comes after Elimination Chamber this year, which is, you know, uh, March. Or, in a fair way, I don't know which one uh, will be the first pay-per-views to to events. End of the line. No, they did it a while. We'll, peak, we'll be on Peacock March 21st. So, yeah. The network will also include original series like Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions, which you said, uh, replays of SmackDown and Raw, as well as documentaries such as WWE 24. The company said it will produce a signature documentary annually for Peacock starting in 2022. Now, one thing WWE does good is the documentaries. Uh, so, with this news being said, uh, the, the WWE Network is transforming uh, a transformative addition to the platform. Uh, it complements Peacock's massive catalog of iconic movies and shows, as well as the best live news and sports from NBC Universal and beyond. Uh, so, this looked like honestly. This was bound to happen anyway because the third Bro, quarter. I it was going to be Disney Plus. Well, with the, with the third quarter of uh, of 2020, the W Network had an average paid subscribers of 1.6 million, down roughly 600 thousand from the prior quarter, but an increase of six percent year over year, making the platform the first annual growth since the first quarter of. 2019. The company originally launched the W Network in February 2014 when it ended its traditional pay-per-view event business. So, uh, Peacock uh, launched Nationwide in in July 2020 and uh, has almost got... They only been around in July? They only was around in July and they already have nearly 22 million sign-ups for the first six months of wide release. The company said, so, uh, el- el- now this is what you, this is probably what you were talking about. Eligible customers of Comcast Xfinity X1 and Flex and Cost counter a total of 
24 million households get Peacock Premium included at no additional cost. So that's what she was probably talking about. The kid may give it to you for free. Yeah, yeah. So probably, you don't probably have to pay. Like, like, do you still see ads in your stuff for Peacock? You do get the commercials. Like the, uh, when you're watching a full show, you get commercials. So, so you're probably still going to get that. So you probably don't have to pay for W Network. You just have, unless you don't want ads. If it's free, I don't care about it. Uh, yeah. They're not even long ads. They're like five second ads. Uh, well, I mean, um, kind, of, kind of like Hulu give you like ninety second ads. Uh, yeah, Hulu give you like the five second, then the ten second, and the next one, and the ninety second. Yeah, nah. this one is just like straight up uh, five seconds or ten seconds. Uh huh. So, I'm cool. Uh, so now, with all that information being said, give me your thoughts on that groundbreaking news. I ain't cool with that, but if it was like all this for four ninety nine, I don't know how. I'm like, if it was like I already get Peacock, and then on top of that, they put the network on it for four ninety nine, I probably would not have like my balance. I probably would not have paid the extra for the, for the network. You say you would pay? You would pay extra for what? I probably would not have paid extra for the network. If like if I already had Peacock, and uh-huh. I would have had to pay four ninety nine for that network. Yeah, I probably would not have paid it. Cause I like for me, I'm only not for the network. I have it at one moment I don't because I just don't. I just don't watch anything. And then when I feel like watching something, then it's probably when I you know. Feel like all right, time to get it again. Honestly, to me, the network hasn't fallen off because the product of WWE has fallen off. And now, once again, I watched the network for documentaries. I watched the, nef- the uh, network for like, like the original shows and stuff like that. But the the problem is the network got like my YouTube channel in the past year. They have been inco- inconsistent with everything, such as whatever happened to the rest of the ruthless aggression documentary. Who knows? That was supposed to be the in the fall of 2020. It never went up. Uh, it's like we we never we, we don't know when an untold happens. Table uh, table for three was every now and then. But I'm like, but but next thing I don't even know when it comes on. And then I look up on the network. I'm like, wait, we we on season five? When these other seasons happen? Because they never said anything or promoted anything. It's, it's like uh, they got the new uh. The WWE Chronicle, Bianca Belair. The only thing that they, they really had promoted was uh, starting in February, or, or was it January after the Rumble when they start doing those um, those uh, documentaries on like Beth Phoenix, Yokozuna, Lex Luger, mm-hmm. RVD. And I was. Well, I'm gonna tell you a story, and then we don't need. But I'll let you forget what we talking about. Well, I feel you. But I was saying, but I was like, but uh, I'm like, they, those were things I was actually interested in seeing, but because they promoted it, and then of course they promoted the Undertaker's documentary, they promoted the Austin's Broken Skull Sessions, but everything else is just like, well, you turn the network, it's there. I'm like, they don't promote that kind of stuff anymore. Raw sucks. SmackDown has been good for the past four weeks, but before them four weeks, it sucked. So I'm just like, so you know, it's unbalanced. I'm not going there to watch Raw or SmackDown. NXT has gone. Uh, 
some days. And NXT is only fun to watch when you're watching the Wednesday Night War. I'm not going. Sometimes I, I can go back to watch NXT depending on how good AEW is. And sometimes I don't just don't feel like it. Or I, but then you got the people that I'd rather watch the old stuff. I like watching the old stuff, but then they only give me a quarter of the old stuff. Like it's like when I wanted to watch uh, Thunder, right? They only gave me Thunder in the year of 1999. I'm like, give me if you're going to give me Thunder, give me all the bad Thunder. You know what I'm saying? Give me 2000, give me end of 98, give me two, at the beginning of 2001. I want screaming Norman Smiley and all that crap. You know, <laughs> you know uh, those kind. Of, I like going back and watching the old Raws or the old Smackdowns. But then on top of that, you go back and watch these shows. And they dub it over with this terrible generic music because Vince don't pay copyrights. They definitely don't have no... Uh, yeah, they definitely... Uh, a lot of music change. Yeah, a lot of music, which, uh, which takes me out of it sometimes. Or they may, you know, dub in audience reaction stuff like that. I'm just like, just leave the shit alone. Let it be authentic as it was. You know what I'm saying? And that's also... So if you're going to fuck with the old shit also, that's just going to take people out, out, out your stuff. And once again, WWE... For what is product? They're not going to admit this, but Vince know they can't compete with nobody. Look what's ha- look what's happening out there right now. It, it, it's not even about competing with AEW because AEW is just doing its own thing, trying to do its own thing. But the streaming service market is taking over, and right now, especially with the pandemic going on, and they're still trying to do these live shows and do all stuff like that. People are like, you know, fuck this. If we can, if we're going to be home. Then we're going to stream stuff, and you got big movies. Netflix got the thing where there's a new movie every single weekend coming out. How can you argue mm-hmm. with that? Yep. You got Warner Brothers who teamed up with HBO Max saying that all of our releases for the year of 2021 is going to be coming out the same day as it's on theater, as it's on HBO Max. I'm like, okay, so I ain't got to go risk my life at a movie theater with somebody who don't want to wear their mask or who, who, who wants to sit all next to me and put me at risk. I'll just stay home and watch the shit. Now, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I want to see Kong versus Godzilla on the big screen. But obviously, by that time it come out, the world ain't going to be ready. It ain't going to be ready yeah, enough. Yeah, Say what? So I'll be honest with you, even if it was, I probably still it's more of a uh, more of a personal setting, I guess. Well, I feel you. I mean, well, also we got two different two two different set settings here. I'm like, I ain't trying to hear kids crying and shit be in my ear, and you know, uh, mothers calling oh, well, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. When I'm like, I'm like, fuck, that. I want to sit here, watch this movie, not have any other distractions. See, when you go to a movie theater, people are forced to put away their phones. People are forced to be quiet. People. Well, it, uh, well, did, no, I said I said force. Don't mean they are. I said forced. What I'm saying, but you want me to put my phone up for what? You ain't, like, like, you, you, you ain't home. Excuse my language. Uh, so, but then uh, everything that I want to see now is on a streaming service, and they keep updating it with fresh content consistently. WWE had to be one of the worst streaming services 
when it comes to the numbers. 1.1 million since 2014, where you got Peacock that did 22 million since July. Disney yeah, Plus I mean, like, just launched last year uh, at, at, the end of, at, at the end of 2019, and they got even way more subscribers. They all they, they talk about the Netflix right now. Yeah, but us, generally we don't update either. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like Netflix fashion when they did all the UPN shows, like movie shows and sister sisters. Yeah. When they did all that and it was like, all right, yo, we're gonna put this on Netflix. Of course they got more subscribers for Netflix because people want to see this. Ex- right. Exactly what I'm saying, but even even the old wrestling stuff that people want to see, like remember when they had the whole thing where they started putting indie wrestling on there? Yeah. The promotion yeah. for that indie wrestling stuff for Evolve and all that was not big enough. And to the point yeah, where they, they did, I don't think they did it right either. Yeah, it's and, like uh-huh. personally, I don't want to. I don't want to watch Drew McIntyre and involve. I already see him in the main roster. I want somebody else. Like they should have showed, they should have showcased more. Like I know, Dogwood, they would put in that trailer, shot scene, crashing into them chairs. People would have been like, "Oh, what's this?" Yeah, like, something different. That, that they haven't seen or and the person that they haven't seen they probably would have been more you know you make a good point because it's like if you had show clips of these indie wrestlers right to the point where mm-hmm. you just show random indie things happening and then when people watch the evolve they're like wait a minute Leo Rush was here Keith Lee was here mm-hmm. and it, it'd be like oh well you know what because some people don't un- people don't know I mean you, you do have to sell it both ways because some people don't know that Drew McIntyre was from Evolve, or you know, I mean, did things in Evolve, or sitting with Keith Lee, or sitting with a lot of a lot of other a lot of these indie guys. So I mean, so you do have to sell it both ways. So I I, I do understand that. However, I, mean, I understand it, but like, if you're gonna do it, show them doing something exciting. I don't care about Ricochet hitting Drew McIntyre with the Hurricane on the outside of the ring. That's boring. Show Ricochet doing a double moon song, you know. Look, look. Ricochet doing a double moon phone and like craziness inside the company. If you if y'all don't want to show like random people or any things, at least show them doing something exciting. Obviously, don't show Jim Jim McIntyre to play more kid because he does that every week. You know, yeah, Ricochet jumping off a ladder. Yeah, like, like I I mean, well, I, I think I think I think you know we try to get at something that is the marketing. Yeah, yeah, it is it, it, it is the marketing. So I'm just like, um, I think that uh, if they do a better job at marketing the stuff, because 1.1 million subscribers by since 2014 is a failure. No matter how you slice it, no matter how you look at it, 1.1 million subscribers since. 2014 is a failure where you have these people that is go- launching in double digit millions even HBO Max with as their, their low subscriber count compared to all these other ones got got more uh, subscribers than um than, than Peacock and all them do right now especially with with, with the Warner when the Warner Brothers ain't happening 
Because right now it's like every it's like almost every because um the new Denzel movie comes out this Friday. Mm-hmm. The the little things with Romney Malik and Jerry Leto. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna see that. I can't wait to see that. So I'm just like, okay, well, see, this is this is the exact problem that they had last time, and I'm like, so you know what? I think it it, it was bound to happen. You knew it was gonna, it was bound to actually happen. That they was going to sell this thing to somewhere because see now you can uh broaden up the audience now. So people that watch Peacock, that's twenty million, are not open. They probably don't even wear about WWE Network. You know, say or yeah, even, they don't do nothing to they don't even do nothing new though. I mean, yeah, the documentaries are cool, but you're not gonna bring no casual fan in with a documentary. What, what like, what, no, no, what, I, well, it's not just about that. They, they, they're trying to do with this plan here in 2022. They said it's going. They got. They're going to update that stuff freshly monthly stuff by 2022. So there's going to be some kind of new content. It's kind of like this. Uh, I would have loved to see. Our troops game show mm-hmm. promoted more, and then also like an actual game show. Here, here's my thing: if you're going to make these superstars come to the COVID center to to do a wrestling show, why can't you set up a stage backstage so it could our troops can have an actual game show so it looks like an actual game show? Yeah. Why is yeah. this game show on Zoom? And I'm like. Okay, I, I think mean, that was in the early stages, though. Say what? I think that was in the real early stages, though. I mean, is it still is it still there now? I don't. I don't. Even, I think they don't. I think they taped it all in one day. Oh, so it don't even come on no more, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. So it's like, remember, I used to love the Edge of Christian show. That was funny to me. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. Season two, and it, you didn't hear nothing about season two, and I'm like, what? Season three, I wait, so season two happened already? Season two was the last season. I think. I, did I see that or did I missed it? I'm not sure. You had to have seen it. That was the the, the most recent season of season two. Okay, what, what yeah, another season like of that? Shit, we we keep y'all keep bringing these damn legends to the ring. To face these younger guys who don't need to be facing don't, them. No, don't, don't you dare say Legends House. Bring what? Tell me, tell no, me the hell. You that. wouldn't be entertained seeing a Legends House with Sting, Goldberg, Shawn Michaels. Like seeing them do something special with your Legends. You got a whole network to do that with. Put all them old guys in Legends House. Do season two and do you could do them Legends to do like stop having them come back to do all this bullshit. Tell me it wouldn't be entertaining. Can you imagine a Legends House uh, the rap show as they're getting ready for the Undertaker's retirement and seeing BSK at the strip club? That wouldn't be entertaining? I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> First of all, I can tell you, I don't know. That, bro, you already... See, no, you trying to create a narrative. So you, want, so, so, you want, so you want me to see Godfather falling out over the girls? Bro, club. it's going to be funny as hell because they go to the... You, you can't, you, you're not... First of all, it's W Network. Okay, they're PG. Well, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a reality... But I would say, like, you can definitely see, like, you know, you're not going to see, the, they're going to block the girls out. But, but just imagine, you know, say, like, hey, look, let's recreate the, <laughs> you know, the, 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 uh, 
the, the, the Road Warriors oh. spot in the club again. You know what I'm saying? It, it could be some very entertaining stuff opposed to just seeing 28 legends come out to stay in the ring to clap to hear the Undertaker's music and call it a day. I'm like, I'd rather, you know, see what the old guys are doing in their lives now, trying to cope with, uh, you know... Retirement? You say what? Retirement? Yeah, I'm going to say, you know, you, you keep having all these older guys on. I'm like, no, nah, man. Fuck that. Put these guys on, uh, like, Legends House. That would be something to do for the Legends. Or put them in some c- cinematic matches. They, they, don't, they do not know how to use their legends at all. They do not know how to use these legends by no means whatsoever. And, okay. and it, it's, it's, it's depressing almost. It's bothersome. And I'm like, I mean, screw that, man. There's a lot more There's a lot more that, that, that you can do. So, when it go to Peacock, I'm not mad. I don't have Peacock, but right now, all it does is open the door for me to, to be like to be able to watch my Chicago shows, such as Chicago PD, mm-hmm. Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, Ch- Chicago Justice, because I love all the Chicago shows. You know, uh, my wife could watch her um, uh, Law and Order, her Criminal Intent, or SVU or regular Law and Order. I don't know if they got cold case up there. If they got cold case up there, she'll probably get that shit tonight. You know what I'm saying? But uh, and she she is a huge Office fan, so she what. Loves watching The Office, so I'm just they like, got like The Office, and they got like something called The Office, like Super Van, Super Fan version or something. I don't know what that means. Yeah, and, and they probably got that that grocery store thing on there. Like she loves all them kind of comedies, so Peacock will really benefit from her, and we can share because I, I could be on the wrestling tip with it. So I'm just like, you know what? Hey, I, I I see it as a win. I see it as a win. What I don't see, huh, what I don't see as a win, uh. So, do you listen to Joe Rogan? Uh, depends on who's on it. Okay, so depends, Joe. Uh, Dave Chappelle on it, I, 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 I tend to listen. <laughs> if Dave Chappelle. Uh, Joe Rogan has a podcast. Uh, and he um had The Undertaker on the podcast. The Undertaker. Say what? The Undertaker. That must be that night that I told you when it was him, Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan. Yeah. It probably was that same night. It probably, it probably was. So, he had the Undertaker on there, and they, they were sitting there just talking, and they uh, talked, first of all, literally. The part that everybody is talking and complaining about, literally, is like the end of the podcast. The whole podcast is literally them talking about his oh, injuries. Yeah. I, I mean, look. Joe Rogan, they kind of just sit there and talk shop for like three hours, sometimes before hours. So. I mean, I mean, it, it, it probably do. But see, the thing about Joe Rogan, like Joe Rogan, like, like let's say a big wrestling fan, and he has come off in the past of not really being a supportive of being, you know, into wrestling like I that. I think he's not. A, I think he's not a. He, he's like a. He's not a wrestling fan, but he like appreciates. Like he he likes some moments. He's not like a fan, but like he, he seemed like the. I seen him like going to tell you how good Ric Flair is at cutting the promo and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, well, he's not a fan like me or like a lot of people. Well, yeah, I mean, so, I, because he, just 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 real quick, if, mm-hmm. he, if I'm, I'm going to suggest a Joe Rogan episode, listen to the Jake Roberts one because it always gets me. So I'll say the Jake Roberts episode is, uh, is, is the one you should always use. Exactly. Well, no, the re- the reason why this part of because I went back to listen to a transcript of it. 
after I heard uh, another podcast I listened to mention this. And I was like, if he was a wrestling fan, he probably would ask that question. Remember when Undertaker was injured back in 1999 and he was in that six-pack challenge and Unforgiven and British Bulldog took uh, well, yeah, British Bulldog took his spot? Uh-huh. And then he was supposed to come back at that at the, two, at the Royal Rumble at Madison Square Garden, but he injured his peck, which delayed his... Um, his return, so he came back as the American Badass at Judgment Day of May that year. The question is, if he did not mess up his peck, would he have come back as the American Badass or would he came back as the Ministry of Darkness Undertaker? Who knows? Exactly. I'm just saying, but what I'm saying is, him not being a wrestling fan didn't, to not ask those kind of questions, he don't really care. I'm just trying to illustrate the non-wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. He probably just got like, he probably just got like a couple questions on his phone. Yeah. So... He made a couple comments about what's going on in the current prior today when he got towards the end of the episode. He was asking, Joe Rogan was asking him, does he still watch the current product? So this is what the, I pulled up some of the, the, the highlight transcripts of what the Undertaker said. And before we get into it, we're going to, you know, uh, before our, uh, we give our opinions, I'm going to read all the transcripts. He says, it's tough right now for me to enjoy the product because the product has changed so much and it's kind of soft. I probably piss a lot of people off, but they need to hear it. It is what it is. And he said, you know, the, the locker room has changed. He made these comments. The error of guys to those, uh, the error of guys too. those were men. You go to a dressing room nowadays, it's a lot different. I remember walking into uh, my first real dressing, uh, dressing room and saw some uh, crusty fucking men. Right? Like half of them had guns and knives in their bags and, you know, shit got handled back then. Now you walk in, you know, there are guys playing video games and fucking. And I'm just like, uh, what, uh you know, making, uh, making sure they look pretty. It's evolution, I guess. I don't know what it is, but I just prefer, I don't know. I just like those eras, man. I like when men were men. Okay, I I don't know what that means, but okay, but you know, I, I I'll wait. Uh, he's uh, those are you know, there, there were a couple comments of different people talk about it what it was, but uh, uh, here's my thing so far. I agree with him on certain things, and I disagree with him on other things. How do you feel? Okay. What's the problem? So he, 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 I mean, I'm just saying he, he asked him about the product, right? Yeah. But he's well. Taylor started talking about stuff outside of the product. Uh huh. That's what I don't understand. Like, if they, if they, why does it matter if they're playing video games? To you? Like, why do you care? Wow, because they not they not carrying around knives backstage. Like, what? What, what's the, what, what do you mean? I mean. I, I wouldn't want to carry a knife or a gun, period. I mean, that's what probably makes the world a better place. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you, what, what, you, what I'm saying is say he carries like 15 knives in his backpack. Because I play, I, I, got a, I got video games in my backpack and you got a knife in your backpack. We different. Me, right. personally, if, some, if I walk into an environment where people are carrying knives and guns, that's an unsafe environment. Yeah, well, apparently that's how Taker likes it. He likes people sharpening up their knives. So... Is there so I, mean, I I understand you you don't understand it I'm saying but 
Do you agree with anything he said or disagree with anything he said? Uh, I just, I mean, he likes when men were men, which yeah, is I don't know statement nowadays. Yeah, I'm saying nowadays, I'm surprised they even let him get away with that. It's sick, but yeah, like I, 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 what are you I, trying to say? Yeah. I'm about to say I, I don't, I don't know what that means, but uh, okay. I, I mean, I know he's from a different era, and I know that, but like, I'm pretty sure back in the day, in like say '08, people probably come up to him, take your ticket. Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you tell me this? Can you tell me that? I, I just feel like nowadays people aren't even like. They're probably still doing it, but they're not like as like they're just like, hey, it's Taker again. We're just gonna go back and play our video games. I I don't know why I feel like he's calling out Xavier Woods. I don't know why I feel like that. <laughs> yo, yo, I felt the same way. I was just like, peep this. Okay, so um, here's the thing. Let I'll talk about what I agree with him on. Okay. Okay. This is what I agree with him on because there's a lot I do not agree with him on. I think he was taking certain shots, and I'm just like, ah, you might want to check yourself, bro. But uh, right now, I agree with him about the product. The product has changed. Because like, he's not going to call out names because he's cool with Triple H. You know what I'm saying? He's cool with Vince, obviously, but the product sucks. And they are... Awesome. In, huh? It does. And they are in charge of these products. And then so, uh, right now, he, he said the, it's, the product has gone soft. And I, yeah, but okay. Before you get to that, I just want to say, yes, it does suck. Yes, but then him coming back isn't changing it. Him just coming back to the paycheck isn't changing anything. No, it don't. It it don't. I so mean, the product the product sucks. And instead of at least at least he has the power to say that it sucks to try to change their mind. Like Stone Cold can say this product sucks and gets like. You know, he won't get crapped on. They take her and a couple of You just go to their face and say this sucks, and not get like crapped on. Like mm-hmm. you still be whatever main event, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they do misuse it. Just use that power. It's like you're not gonna. What's the worst you're gonna do to Undertaker? Yeah. Um, now put him in the Hall of Fame this year. Put him in next year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like. Uh, how, how, how do I how do I say? Uh, he also like he also said in other, in, a, in a other transcripts that you know that um he uh him Stone Cold Triple H the Rock they left uh they got old and left which he didn't and, and say and that they weren't able to teach the young guys how to do it because look one thing I I I do agree with is the product is going soft. They do care too much about being pretty than being, um, you know, wrestlers. Now, it's like this. My favorite wrestler is Kurt Angle. Okay? Because I like Kurt Angle's style of wrestling. And Kurt Angle was the kind of style, kind of guy that he was like a legit athlete. He, like, he wrestled in that ring. All his stuff, he, he made it look authentic. Real and I'm saying some of the stuff hurt that he was doing, and he know how to like to to sell the moves. Today, guys are sitting there waiting for spots. They're they're fighting more to get a this is awesome chant than get a a real competitive match going on. 
That's why there's the, the believability of it is gone, which I do agree with him on. They have gone soft. Like I, I tell you every time on this podcast, I hate the pile up spot. Yep. I hate it because it looks it looks stupid. And you got these guys are sitting out there and they're just waiting to catch this to catch this guy falling into a pile of them. That's not that's not what it is. And a lot of these things now, as much as it's pretty to watch. It's it looks. Can, can can you honestly say that wrestling today looks more choreographed? Well, yes, it definitely is more choreographed. I'm I'm not saying it's always a bad thing, but what I'm saying is no, that, it's not. But I'm saying like some spots are definitely more planned and more like you help me do this, I help you. You know, there's more cleaner. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes it's like I want to see. Wrestlers in the fight, even with Eric Bishop made the comment uh, last year saying that the WWE production just looks too pretty. It has so much money in it, and like you got the HD cameras and all stuff like that, it just looks pretty. It don't have that gritty look. That's why Raw Underground didn't work either. It don't have that gritty realness to it like wrestling used to have. And everybody is doing the same move, so nothing feels special. When somebody else does it, such as when when Mysterio dives, like Mysterio used to be the the OG of doing all the diving over the ropes and doing all the the, the luchadors type stuff, and that was a cruiserweight thing. But then when you got people like QT Marshall and Damian Priest stuff like that, do stuff like that, it takes away from the moves that they were doing. Such as you didn't see <coughs> you didn't see the Rock doing that you didn't see triple h doing that you didn't see uh hogan goldberg it doesn't matter you didn't see those guys do what the cruiserweights did they did their own shit such as if the rock he was athletic but it's like this the rock used to do the uh uh the kip up although that was cool like stone cold was a brawler okay stone cold was a brawler who could sit there and wrestle but that was his that was his sweet spot but it's like if I'm going to go against Kurt Angle, he's he, he's he's technical. He's like Cesaro. Like I'm going to get my you know my good wrestling match out of Kurt Angle. But McFoley is a hardcore guy. He's he, he's like John Moxley, but John Moxley's a better wrestler. But I'm saying, but McFoley still is a, can wrestle, but he's he's a hardcore guy. But then you have Vader, who's the big man. Vader is the big guy, the super heavyweight, that is just like none of your moves should hurt him. And yes, when Vader pulled out the moonsaw, Vader was the only one, him and Bam Bam Bigelow were the only big men. You, uh, you can talk about no laughing matter with Hugh Morris if you want to, but still, it was Bam Bam Bigelow and Vader that, that would pull that out once in a lifetime because Vader used to finish everybody off with the power bomb. But if it was a big match, Vader pulled out the moonsaw. And it's like, okay, so then when Vader goes up against McFoley, I see two different styles clash. How are they going to get out of this one? It's like, when I see Triple H and Rey Mysterio go at it, it's entertaining because it's two different styles clashing. When I see, you know, uh, The Rock go up against The Undertaker, or when I see The Rock go up, like, go up against somebody like, the, like an AJ Styles, if he ever had the opportunity to do that kind of match. That's why I, I like big man, little man matches. Like, if I would have loved to see Daniel Bryan versus Mark Henry. And I mean, I mean, I mean, we did. But I'm talking about when he had the world, the, the, the WWE Championship. 
you know, like, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, like, I, I, I want to see them like both. You know, and, like, I still want to see. I would love to see Mark Henry AJ Styles. I think AJ Styles can have an excellent match with Mark Henry type thing like that. But now everybody does the same thing. Everybody does the same thing. So there's no difference. You've seen it already. It gets played out, and to the point where now everything is so choreographed on certain things, it takes it out of just a a fight. And on top of it, on top of all that shit, they do all these choreographed moves, and nobody sells shit. Uh-huh. That that I think bothers me the most. Nobody sells shit. And I remember I went to Icons of Wrestling, and I see Melina there, and I said, "Hey, I'm a big fan of yours, Melina. Not for the obvious reasons. Like I told her that. You know what I'm saying? I said not for the obvious reasons, but I said." One of, one of the reasons why I'm a big fan of you is because you took the art of selling seriously. And a lot of women and a lot of people wrestling now don't take that art seriously anymore. Wait a minute. I definitely don't think Undertaker had this thought when he said it. Do you think he meant like the actual product, not the most of the people? Say what? I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but I'm saying, do you think when he said it, product do you think he just meant like the direction of like storylines and, and such not I, the actual like prettiness of it or whatever I think he I think I think he talked about I think he was referring to um the, the, the product as like a, the wrestling show like storylines and stuff like that and also when it comes to the wrestling because he has mentioned before of how he's not a fan of how the wrestling is today and like I said, I, I mean, it's entertaining to look at, yes, but there, there are things that are too much in time choreographed to the point I'm just like, yeah, it it, it can't take out the match because you've kind of seen it already. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make anything feel special anymore. And maybe it's because those young, and he was like, you know, because now he makes it the claim to saying that. The old guys, we got old, so we wasn't there to teach the young guys. I'm like, no, y'all was there. Y'all didn't want to work with them. Yeah, they, they didn't want to like show them out because they was young. Y'all didn't want to work with the, the person you can name on your hand. The, the 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 guys that actually went out there to work with the younger guys. And who's the first one that comes to mind? I'll be honest with you. I can't think right now. Who who he took up? Chris Jericho. Okay, I was gonna say Jericho. Well, I, you said back then. I didn't know you meant like. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm saying. Well, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Jericho. Though, yeah, so, so we're on the same page. I'm just making sure. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. Jericho has throughout his years worked with the younger generation and helped put them over. There, uh, there was Shawn Michaels, kind of did it, but not by much. Cause you know Shawn Michaels is a you know what I'm saying he, he he's a he, he's a political guy. When I say political guy, I mean backstage in wrestling. I ain't talking about in the show. I'm talking about like he he like I liked it when he helped out Shelton Benjamin. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. that you know uh, help his level out stuff like that. It worked with uh, Lance Cade and Great Khali and all stuff like that. But uh, like I said, so with, in his later years, and yeah, I'm like. I'll give him a little bit of a uh, uh, profit there, or working with Randy Orton and working with Edge. Like he helped those back when they were younger. He worked with them younger guys. Undertaker, yeah. I I will give credit to Undertaker. Worked with some terrible people: Heidenreich, Vladimir awesome. Kozlov. Yeah, 
Great Collie, Snitsky. Yeah, he, he he did work with them terrible guys, but they were terrible. And it's it's, it's not like it's not it's not like they retired, huh? What's the other dude named Nathan, Nathan Jones? Is that him? Oh, Nathan. Oh, God. Nathan Jones is bad. Yeah, so I will give on a ticket price. That he did work with these younger guys, but then once again, you're not leading by a good example neither by not knowing when to retire. Because you're on that Hogan level. You're on that Ric Flair level right now where you don't know. It's like this this, this is the, uh, the spotlight. And on top of that, when un- the last good WrestleMania match the Ontario could do, like from bell to bell, was CM Punk. Okay. At WrestleMania oh, okay. twenty nine, every WrestleMania match Undertaker has had since uh, going twenty one and zero has not been that great. And look who he's working with: WrestleMania thirty, Brock Lesnar. WrestleMania thirty one, it was Bray Wyatt, and Bray Wyatt don't even get the win. That's the young guy. Mm-hmm. He don't even get the win. WrestleMania thirty. At, at that point, so so many like. Honestly, not even his fault. So you know that Vince is the one in charge. Well, I still think he should let. He should. I don't. Know, I think they should just go off script and let him go take over. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania thirty-two. Shane McMahon. WrestleMania. Th- uh, thirty-three. Uh. Uh. Oh God. Uh, Roman Reigns. And it's like, and then he just completely sucked in that Roman Reigns match. And that was I put Roman over, but it didn't do anything for Roman. Roman has done more for himself in the past six months than that WrestleMania match did for him at all. That match definitely. Nah. <laughs> and then he came back at thirty four to squash who Cena. Then he comes back at he don't he don't come back at thirty five. Then he does thirty six and does what? He has a great match with AJ Styles in, in the um the uh Boneyard. Boneyard match, but AJ don't win. <laughs> so yeah. you're not necessarily. Making it, but he, he want to ride off into the sunset. But he, he, he want to ride into the sunset. Yeah, what's been? I don't know. I, I, honestly, I, I don't. It's, it's a weird situation. I think. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, but it's, it's just you know I I I I agree with some of the product being solved, and they they need to, you know, um, bring some of that. Authenticness or that or that, that that realism back to it, such, such as. Remember how you said Cody shouldn't even be having a long drawn out match with um what was the guy's name? Peter Avalon. Exactly. Why why is he doing that? That should be a squash match. Like I know they be wanting to show what they can do, but you that's Cody's not the person to be showing off. No, no, but do. I'm saying, but here's the thing: you don't, you you if you want to show what that person can do in in a match where they're losing, you do that. On dark, not on dynamite. You do that on dark. Well, well I'm saying <clears> if you're gonna do it on the main show, don't do it against exactly. Cody was like the best of the troops. Like, but who y'all were trying to build as the best in the company. But look what Orange Cassidy working with Jericho did for Orange Cassidy. And I, I think Jericho just gets it in general, though. Like Jericho said at first, he didn't even understand the Orange Cassidy thing, but he knew that people were into Orange Cassidy. And just Orange Cassidy, so he wanted to work with him. But I'm to say he's Jericho's been like that his whole career. Look, remember when Jericho except for Fandango. <laughs> except Fandango, yeah. Uh they didn't work with Fandango. But uh remember Jericho 
actually was the one who made people actually think about who who the hell Pineapple Pete was. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, that was good. Uh, they should have kept that going a little bit. Yeah, I, I was wondering if they would keep it a little bit going a little bit long. I don't know what happened to him now. He probably on dark, probably. If not, I don't know. <laughs> or, uh, I, I thought he was on. Um, I think he went to the other side. I think. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know where, where he's been at, but he helped get that name over. Uh, also, what Matt Hardy's doing with Private Party, what Sting's doing for Darby Allen, that's what you need to be doing as a legend to help these guys. You know, learn some of that stuff. You got. You also got to teach them how the business is. And once again, it don't help that the audience attention span is like you know rapid fire. You got to keep going and going. And they don't like long storylines anymore. And they, they don't like the roughness anymore. But I, Bret Hart was like you know saying the best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. And some his matches just look brutal. It's like now when you see a ladder match, they're setting up that you're trying to outdo each other's spots. So now. Every time I see a ladder match, I'm looking for the ladder bridge between the ring and the uh, barricade, right? Because something new. I think not every ladder match was pretty much the same. It is pretty much the same. But remember remember back when they did Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, right? Mm-hmm. That match was just good because it was brutal. You, they, first, they used a real ladder. And second off, they just throwing people onto the ladder. Like, they don't even do that anymore. They, like... To me, those ladder spots look more devastating when people get thrown on the ladder or they miss and they hit the ladder opposed to them jumping through the ladder or doing like a high five spot off the ladder. Yeah, I'm saying, I think ever since, like, it's, I don't know what year it was, ever since that year, it's like it, the ladder match is going the same pace. So like you said, ladder bridge, the, the, uh, the spot where... We gotta jump off the. We gotta be in the middle. We get like thrown off into the road. We caught ourselves and stuff like that. Yeah, like the same same type of match every time. Yeah, I'm like it. It gets it gets so choreographed to the point that now they're doing more dangerous shit that they gotta actually catch these people and make sure they don't kill themselves. Opposed to just trying to have a brutal match. That's why I enjoy the Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy ladder match. Because it was different, and they didn't do that that much. Because they all old. Everybody in that joint is over forty, except for Sami Zayn. He in his thirties. Well, 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 we think. I mean, is he forty? No, I'm just kidding. I think he, he is like in his thirties. I'm saying the beard, the beard say Oh yeah, and otherwise I'm saying, but Jeff in his mid forties, AJ in his mid forties, they can't be doing this. So they used to do in TNA back in 2005. So. But that was a good ladder match to have with those kind of guys. And I thought it was a that was one of the top matches of last year. So that's one of the things that, you know, need to um that I agree with him more. Now let's get into the shit I don't agree with. I don't understand the whole video game thing. Yeah, me neither. I, I was like, okay, um I mean if First of all, it's a matter of the times. This happens to a lot of old people anyway. It's the matter of the times. Times change. And everybody wants to hate on these millennials. Millennials are the ones that change in the world. Where the baby boomers was the ones that's fucking up this world. And um Lunchiger made a comment and was just like, you know, he's in his mid fifties. 
right now. I'm not saying he's old, old, but like on a rocket chair. But he's he he, he, he's old to be in a locker room like that. He he's mid fifties, right? And he says, "I don't know what I want to do in my life," because all he had is wrestling, right? Wait a minute, man. Uh, You know what? Okay, so, and I'm just like, but yet, let, let's look at Xavier Woods, right? Because he's the, he's the biggest game guy, right? This yep. man has a PhD. He went to school, got his PhD, wrestles, has a hosting job at G4, and has a, a successful gaming channel. So he is living very successfully, and look how he look at look at his life and he's only he's only his early 30s so a lot of these guys all they had was wrestling but here's the thing i don't understand if if you go back to 1989 1990 if you took what this generation has and put it back then they would do the same shit you could not bring Atari or a Nintendo with you at the time to place to place because they don't have it. What you going to do? You, you got you got to find a team with a coax cable. Yeah, you got to find all this different stuff. Yeah, you know I'm saying the way you're traveling, you're not going to be hooking. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, I mean, that's what I feel like. Because Amy Wills will make one family. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, but I'm saying, but back in 1990, you're not doing that. And on top of that, <clears throat> the, the 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 guns and knives that they probably carry because the whole Bruiser Brody thing, but. I'm taking a second, like, they played dominoes with BSK back in the day. Mm-hmm. But that's what they had. They were, Kerningo, uh, brought milk to drink for, for, for <laughs> I'm just like, there was no Nintendo Switch back then. There barely was Game Boy back then. Yeah, they had to wrestle with each other to it, entertain themselves. Obviously, on the plane ride, we, you know. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, but, uh, and they, they had to play games like dominoes or stuff like that or play cards because that's what they had. And if they, and g- good Lord, we can say this all the time if we want to. If there was social media back in the 90s, three quarters of the people was canceled. Canceled, yeah. okay? Three quarters, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, you think it's more? Probably. Well, well no. Um, be like, God, I, hey, God, be on live. Look, I'm doing Coke on live and I'm with my. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, I mean, said justice, you know, stabbing Arn Anderson. First of all, and yeah, just let them go on social media and, and talk about their political views on social media in 1990. Shit. All right, bruh, please. Cancel, okay? Cancel culture would have been. That would have started all the way back then. And that's right what there. they would have used it if they had it back then. So why is it a thing that, look, I'm the kind of guy who, I'm an old school kind of guy also, okay? I and I, I said, I don't update what I'm supposed to. My, my wife helps me with all the updating and stuff like that. But I do, am educated to know this. Let me put a Nintendo Switch back in 1990. You don't think, you don't think nobody going to play that? Nah, they going to play it. And if not, then they going to, going be like, D'Lo Brown or somebody, Mark Henry, I feel like playing the, playing the game. What, what, but see, they came kind of in the beginning of the video game. Remember, D'Lo Brown used to bring the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm talking about. They only 
Rumble than that? No, I, I'm talking about Macho. I'm talking Untaker's era. Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, Vader, Hulk Hogan, Said Justice, oh, Yokozuna. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. Lex Luger. I'm talking about. Warrior definitely, real quick, Warrior definitely would have been doing Coco Live. <laughs> <laughs> the shit definitely. that they saw backstage back then. Especially when it wasn't an unsafe environment in the first place. That's probably why all the knives and guns are I'm like, but so, yeah, I got to be a real man to bring a knife and a gun. And I'm like, a lot of these old guys is being hypocrites. They're being hypocrites. And I'm like, you really got, I'm like, people talk about, I, I was listening to, to, to Solomon. He was like, it's funny how the hunter called everybody saw, but he wore more online than all the women did. Oh yeah, his character. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just like, and then you know, uh, I'm like, you did what you had to do back then for the times. The times are changing. That's what's happening. The the time. Like so, if you had walked back there back, so let's just say this: you walk back in the arena now, and you got people with, with guns and knives on them. It's called they getting arrested. They going to jail. You bring a metal detector there. That's what's going to happen. That's what's happening at the Capitol right now. Got melted there because people won't bring guns in there. Why? It shouldn't be no guns in, in the first place. Gilbert Arenas brought a gun. What happened to him? Got in jail. It wanted to be all tough. Look what happened to his NBA career because of that shit right there. I think you just hate Gilbert Arenas. I hate Gilbert Arenas. I don't like Gilbert Arenas at all. Unless he's on my team and he does stuff good for me. But other than that, I don't like Gilbert Arenas. But I, but I, I I'm just saying that comment is dated a lot, and a lot of, and a lot of superstars, um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, uh, say a couple of things. Xavier Woods said, "I wouldn't be the person that I am without the guidance and lessons of a few key people from the previous generation of wrestling. They taught me about the business to save my money, and that having video games in the locker room is." Healthier than retracted. Thank you, thank you guys. Uh, then um, tr- who is Drama King Matt? Do you know who that is? That's uh, uh, let me make sure, but I think that's uh, what's the dude's name with Rusev? Oh, Kip Saban. No, with Rusev. No, the other one. No, uh, you said Rusev. That's Miro. So, I mean, uh, the other one, the Rusev day. I can't remember. Oh, oh, um, Aiden English. Yeah. Yes. I think who that is. Yeah, that's who that is. He said, "I understand where someone from his era and times thinks this. Nothing but the utmost respect. However." In the 2000s, in the 2020s, I think it's amazing. It's a lot of fun and uh, camaraderie for the locker room. Would you rather we do drugs? Just asking. You know. I mean, I don't, I don't honestly care what Trent says because I hate the best friends anyway. So, but those were some of the, you know, some, some of the comments that were made um, from here. Hold on. Uh, my wife just entered the podcast. So I'm pretty sure she has something to say. So I am going to pass the microphone over no no it's hey, fine oh, she said she just wanted to listen you just put her on the spot no she raised her hand oh oh yeah 
I just wanted to say, because when I read this, I instantly got the thought of reading between the lines. This very much gives me the air of the whole, um, you know, we were men, like we were manly men kind of thing. More so, instead of, oh, the products of, he's talking about the, the people, one. And two, it definitely gives me vibes of, I miss when we were able to be toxic. And not necessarily just because, oh, it's video games and everything. Let, let's be honest. Undertaker very much gives me, we do the locker room talk. You mm, know, yeah. the things of our former president kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, we we say that kind of stuff in the locker room. And, and that's fine. Everybody's like, no, it's no, it's not. <laughs> mm. But that that's, you get that a lot. Like, random, completely random example. This whole thing now where everybody's talking about let's forgive some of the student loans. And there are people who are like, I already paid mine. You, Why would you get yours forgiven? And somebody put up a meme today and was like, you know what y'all sound like? Let's not feed the hungry because I already ate. Why would you say, oh, well, you know, we used to have guns and knives. Now y'all playing PlayStation and Nintendo Switch and whatever. I don't understand why. And look how many of y'all are fucked up. (laughs) Just keep it a buck. Like, how many of y'all are damaged mentally, physically, emotionally because nobody dealt with what was really going on? Y'all were just manly men and did a bunch of shit you probably shouldn't have been doing in the first place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he said that for one. Uh, I feel like I feel like he that happened to him one time. He, I guess, tried to be slick in the locker room, mm-hmm. and they probably was like, "Yeah, nah, we don't we don't do that here." Cause it's, it's nobody there his age really no more. So you know, he probably went to say some who who's there that was still there like Randy or somebody. Mm-hmm. Probably went to go make a joke or something. Randy like, nah, Black Lives Matter, nah, we can't do that no more. So now <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get that vibe from like the older folks. Anyways, like now, just like with everybody getting all upset about all the like progress that's being made, it don't even really sound like it. Don't always sound like you know, I don't want you to have what you want. Like, I don't want y'all to, you know, have your rights or whatever. It sounds more like, I don't like change because you're trying to put a mirror up to my face and tell me how ridiculous I am or how reckless my comments can be or my behavior can be. And we was doing just fine being able to walk around with guns and knives and snort coke off of, you know, the locker room, (laughs) the lockers in the locker room and you know, like they was they the stories that they tell from back in the day. Yeah, we always joke like if there was social media, like you were saying, it would be canceled. But in actuality, like some of the stuff that y'all be the stories y'all be telling, y'all should be dead. And Why is that some shit you want everybody else to go through? Yeah, there are some. I hate to say it like this, but they are that era. Is dying out fast, and because mm-hmm. you know what's funny, because I talked to um, uh, Scott Hall, mm-hmm. and 
Now Scott Hall, I'm not. Now, I'm not saying Scott Hall don't have that that iron ticker talk. Well, see, see, see on the good day or the bad day. It was, was on a good day. It was a good day. He was on a good day, and like I said, I, we, we actually had like a conversation. Cool guy, really cool guy. And like I said, I mean, he walked to the hood with future pants on. I, I, oh, he always gets cool with me. But I'm, what I'm saying is, he he was saying like I don't like how Sean is teaching the young guys in NXT. Oh, wow, okay. Because he said that, um, you know, he said if this was Sean back in the 90s, mm-hmm. he would have tore somebody's ass out. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you know, Sean, all, he all peaceful and shit like he that. He found man. the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. I was like, so uh, he just he just felt, he, he felt as though that old Sean would get in that ass more. And he mm-hmm. said that, you know, that it would help build better stars like Apollo Crews. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. He said, you know, he said, Apollo Crews was fucking hot in the Indies. Somebody he came over here, he fucking sucks. Yeah, and I was saying, and then he was like, "But he he don't think that you know that there's enough fire being lit under them." Now you can argue and sit there and say that, "Hey, maybe that's true, maybe maybe that's not. That's that's your opinion. That could fire up somebody. Everybody takes things differently." But for, for when it comes to Undertaker's personal comments, that yeah. sounds more like a problem with how you're yeah. building your product than. The product is sold. That's what I'm saying. It, 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 it this look, sounds like a personal thing. It it, it does sound like a personal thing. I I, I really think the Undertaker is, is is in that era where it's like I'm under a microscope now, mm-hmm. and I can't say the shit that I used to say or want to say because under the microscope there is cancer. Because you you can get uh in trouble or it's just, or people will hold against you, and I got to spend all my time all day fighting about this stuff. Because remember. Undertaker is as new to this as Will Smith is to YouTube. Sh- but that's but this is the thing you're dealing with two different qualities of character at this at, in that juncture. You have people like your Will Smith who are of the boomer generation, yeah, who are or that like cusp yeah. area really, where they just being themselves and it's kind of like endearing that they old and they don't know what they're doing. Uh-huh. But then you get to the slightly older generation where it's like who have hella problematic views and are not used to having to deal with consequences for their actions and are very upset that there are consequences for their actions. Beyond cancel culture, a lot of stuff that they used to talk about that they did, like the whole thing, perfect example the whole thing with JBL and Mauro Ronaldo. These are two men who are grown. This is not like it's not like Mario Ronaldo is a, a younger guy yeah. who's just being sensitive. If this man has a diagnosed mental um, illness or issue, why keep picking with him? Because y'all not used to having repercussions for your actions. So then when you do have repercussions for your actions, it's a whole big thing. Well, back in the day we used to. Who gives a shit? Back in the day we were slaves. Mm. <laughs> we want Jamie Ellis. We want Jamie Ellis. Don't care. You know he don't care. Back in the day, it was okay to harass women. That none of that shit was ever okay. okay. It was never. I did ask a lot of people. I missed the point. It was never okay, man. It was never okay. But it's about time that people that people finally say something about it. That's the problem. Yeah. It's like, I, and I think that a lot of people be like, well, stuff was legal. It's, it's, well, things are illegal or this is legal. There are a lot of things that were legal and still are legal. That ain't right. Yeah. You can't just be like, okay, well, you know, it, 
you can't just have your own barometer of what is right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Simply because you feel like it should be. Well, that's what the Times taught you also. And, and but that's that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like a lot of older folks don't be aren't always willing to listen to younger people because they feel like because you've had no life experience, you don't know what you're talking about, kind yeah. of deal. When in actuality, I would rather see the generation now and younger than us who are going out and getting therapy and stuff and trying to deal with their internal demons instead of going out and like just spilling it out into everybody else in the world then the people who were doing shit like they was doing like all of them wrestlers that was there when Bruiser Brody was murdered have some kind of trauma yeah that they probably never addressed and that shit was we just we just kept moving. That's not something that you should do. And also back then, the rings were harder. Mm-hmm. There was no kind of therapy, body therapy like we have today. Yeah, like the only the therapy was I got, and the, the the schedule was way more crucial back then because it was territories. Mm-hmm. You know, and these guys were sitting there driving for I, imagine going on there and because if you look at some of them old uh, WWE or uh, especially WCW like 1999 1991 mm-hmm. when they fall on the ring it get, had no give and the Bill Watts area they had to fight on concrete on the outside and mm-hmm. then you, you gotta do that then you gotta travel all across the south wherever the case may be and then so the only only way you can make yourself feel better there was no DDP yoga mhm you know what I'm saying? There was no ice chambers. You self-medicate. Or, or, yeah, so, so you see self-medicate, you snort this shit, make me feel fine, go out there, go to the gym, and do this shit again. You know? I mean, and, and just like you were saying, times evolve. You can't just be like, well, we did it, and that's what we had to do. I wouldn't want future generations to go through that shit just yeah. because I had to. That was the point I was trying to make yeah. with the whole, you know... Mm. Why why be upset with the hunger the hungry just because you ate already kind of thing? It's yeah. like I don't want that. Like if I had to scrape and struggle and fight on like hard ass mats, it's like all, honestly all the ninety sports, yeah, basketball, football, wrestling, but all that shit was rougher back then. And then people started coming up with crazy illnesses. You got people like uh, my man from boxing who can't put two sentences together. Mm-hmm. And people like Muhammad Ali who ended up with uh, what, what Parkinson. Parkinson's, right? Yeah. Because y'all was y'all was really putting yourselves through the ringer. Don't do that. Like, why would we want that for people? Like, okay, cool. You chose this profession, but that doesn't mean that you have to be willing to die behind this profession. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know why. I mean, I know why. But it's just like, why Why did it have to be like, it sounded like this personal attack to say that people are like the product, quote unquote, is soft. Because well, what's the product ultimately? Well, the, the people. I, the, the people also, and I, I said I, earlier before you came in here, I, I did say that I do agree with him on certain things about the product being soft about certain things and being pretty. No, I I understand that. The, yeah. like Because the product, like I said, it's not just the people. Yeah. But... And it also goes with creative, the people that's running the show now. You got to look at the context of it. I would, if he had just said the product was soft and left it there, I'd have been like, I could understand why he would say that because from when we started watching wrestling and to now, it's completely different. 
But then you add the stuff about the locker room and video games, and this take it takes it to a different place. Mm-hmm. It's not just about oh, well they you know the product is just not up to par. The product is not up to par. We all know that. You what when you go into you you put this extension on it of you go into the locker room now and they playing video games and being nice to each other. Then it's like. <laughs> This is not yeah. about just the product, sir. I, I don't. I I don't know because I I saw the comments and I was just like, bro. I get it. I don't know. Boo. I don't know who made him mad that stage? I don't know. Like somebody, somebody had to have said something to him, or somebody did something when he was there last time that did not sit right with him, or something. Because why would you like? Why does that bother you so bad? It could be. It could be or or go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to say, or he probably just got reminded because he did just recently have like Hog and Pig and all them out there. You said what? The whole BSK, so he could have been just reminded of that time. Yeah. Like I said, if the BSK guys want to get around and talk this shit, you know what I'm saying? And do what they used to do at close that that's that's that, that's fine. They grown. They can do whatever the fuck they want to. Mm-hmm. That's them celebrating. But I can't rain. They say like, I wouldn't want no millennial them young guy talk about some the shit they doing. Let, let them old guys know what they want to do. But you, this old guy can't come in here and tell us how how we living is wrong. Also, it's it's safe. I say I don't know. You know, maybe playing video games was to them was was you know. Was being solved back then, like I, I, like I said. I also think that's part of it. I think a lot of the older generation feel like that's a child thing. It's a childish yeah. thing to do. Yeah. For whatever reason. But like I said, well, right now, it what is like I said, there because there was no figures. Y'all played dominoes. Y'all played cards. Y'all played the stuff like that to keep us entertained when y'all backstage when y'all doing the stuff on the road. What is there to do? Like I said, it, I, I told Tom Party before he came in here. Nobody's bringing a Nintendo to try to find a coax cable. Or you know, set a little something to hook it to a cable box. You're right, yeah. but again, I th- I think you you missing the point. I don't think they playing dominoes and cards and all that because that's just what they had. Mm. That's considered manly shit. Shit, yeah. You got to think these people were grown ass men when things like Atari and Nintendo were introduced, and they were marketed to children. Yes, sir. You're right. So. They probably had will always look at that as a childish thing. What they're not realizing is, you're you were an adult, but the children that this was these things were marketed to are adults now. Mm-hmm. We grew up with this shit. Yeah. So it's. Not, I think. Go ahead. I was gonna say I think so. Watching like when, when I watch Up Up Down Down, and I see when they be trying to introduce some different people, like different people, like say. They introduced it like, I don't know, Goldberg. Goldberg wouldn't be into it, but like, they introduced it to like Big Show. A Big Show, I see him like, oh, this is different from what I would remember again being back in the day. You know, so I think those things are different as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, like a, just an ever so slight difference in the, the age makes a big difference in the way things are perceived. And I really feel like that might or- be. Or, or, or just your, just to create color too, because like this, Undertaker and Batista don't don't think the same, but they they damn near the same age. Batista is what touching fifty? No, Batista's like fifty two. Okay. Batista just turned fifty three, I think. Okay. Yeah. So and but and you're right, it makes a difference. But look at the polar di- that that was the wrong person to pick. Yeah, about they say- are polar opposites. Batista seems like a much more open minded person. Yeah. And that's not a knock to 
Undertaker. That's just how what it seems to be. I just I think that folks did what they should differently. Mm-hmm. Like we were saying, for them, they were self-medicating. Now, people would rather play video games and get some aggression out or, that way. Or, or talk to a therapist. Or talk, I mean, I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just recreationally, saying, yeah. like uh-huh. beyond professional stuff. I just think that it's um, that might be part of the issue. They consider dominoes and cars and all that shit a manly thing. Because remember, didn't they tell a story about D'Lo Brown did have a PlayStation and he got in trouble? Yeah. Because he had the PlayStation. And I'm sure they was probably talking shit on him back then, but yeah. he was a young guy. Which Booker T was playing too. Just saying. I mean, we ain't seen Booker T saying nothing stupid. I mean, he said stupid things, but yeah. not about this. <laughs> I'm like, he about to do something stupid on Sunday, but he I'll leave it alone. probably will with Bad Bunny. But, um, I just, I don't know. Have y'all seen that music video yet? No. I have not I watched it. it, and I kind oh, of don't want to. God. I kind of don't want to. I seen a picture of Booker T standing somewhere in some camouflage next to Bad Bunny. I just don't know what's going that's on. Just, that's just a GR bro thing. I just no, I'm I'm just saying mm. like mm. I don't know what's going on. Like, why are we doing this? How did this come about? Just like his song with Ric Flair. He just said, "Hey, I got a song named Ric Flair." That's a that's, that's a, another one. How? How? Who introduced Offset to Ric Flair? Like what? I'm sorry. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Just I I. I, I I, to, to kind of close it out, I just I I'm glad you came over here and said all that because all that stuff was a thousand percent right, and I didn't take a look at it. And I, like I said, uh, he don't necessarily know. Like this this, this guy, you gotta say this this guy has been private for the past thirty years. Oh well, yeah, because he ain't been saying whatever the fuck he wanted to say. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> like this man in the past six months, I ain't gonna say a year. The past six months has done more open talk about himself that he has than I've ever seen that, that his probably his entire life like I have seen Undertaker on the on, on, on all different types of sides he was on Hot Ones he's talking to Snoop Dogg he's he playing Hot Vin- Ones? yes he was playing uh, he was trying to play uh, Battlegrounds with his daughter oh no on the commercial yeah, I'm, yeah. The only show he hasn't did yet is like Breakfast Club and Sway in the Morning. Exactly because I'm done. Oh please, he done. because he's doing all the. He even did a Christian thing, talking about his uh, uh path to redemption. I'm like, actually, actually, he's he he's did this uh, before this. He, that's like the third one. Oh, okay. Like, um, like, I don't know, man. So it's a, it's, a, it's just like. He 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 he's so I, and I I think it the way the, the best way I, I can describe the way Archie is doing like right now is he is finally pushing back the rock of the tomb. Yeah, and it's like, coming out to this world that he truly does not understand and doesn't have the patience to try to learn. At first, I was kind of like, "Is he dying? Do he do he got something to tell us?" Because like, why is he doing all of this? Yeah. <laughs> it's just I don't know. Like I said, yeah. out of nowhere, but it's just like so rapid fire. And then once again, then he he may see some of his counterparts being more progressive, mm-hmm. such as like, for instance, Stone Cold doing way more better, and and retired in two thousand three and never came back. I will give Stone Cold that. Oh yeah, he he seems and much happier. He's he seems just he has got he has podcasts. Mm-hmm. He has uh. Is you see, he has the, he has the a show, show. On U, a show in USA with a bunch of different. Do you know Steve Austin? 
Yeah, it's UFC. He's he's doing, and uh, and he has gone that. Which, like I said, I can only go by what like Stone Cold has went out and tried more things than I would have ever expected Stone Cold to go out there and try. After that video with him trying cocktails, I was just like, all bets is off. I guess <laughs> you don't remember that video. Uh, oh yes, oh yeah, Cosmopolitan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, all bets is off. We just doing whatever it is. Uh, uh, just, so he went out and it was just like this. Look, Stoko is the same guy like Don Tigger. He's probably the same way. Thought when men was men, we did this shit, especially coming from Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm say what I want to say. And then probably was just like, you know what? Let me go out there and try to see what this world is. Let yeah. me try to go out there. If it, because I'm not going to say, if you sit there and told me, uh, um, I, I would say five. You told me five years ago, Stone Cold gonna have a TV show with Tiffany Hash on it. I'm like, this fuck the you, fuck out of here, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Never will happen. I bet it. And it happened tonight. That was actually not a bad episode. Uh huh. And I was just like, I I think he's he, he's just going around and just, like you said, he gonna have you know, he's just trying. I I see him interviewing or I see him doing these shows with people that is way out of his comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Let's just be real. Ice T is way out of his comfort zone. For sure. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he has people in this episode that, that that's more of his comfort zone. Yeah, Brett Favre is next show. It's not next, next week. It's next show. Next show. Yeah, so Brett Favre is his comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? That's on that. First of all, he looks older than Stone Cold. We need to talk about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> say what? No. Is he? I don't think he is. You know, oh. I... I Let's, no, let's, Brett Favre's in his. Let's let let's give it a gander because I mean he looks very old, but you know what? He's fifty one. Who Brett Favre? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Brett Favre. Stone Cold fifty six. Right? Just turned fifty six. Yeah. Again, he looks older than Stone Cold. <laughs> but but I made I, I, I made that point because I look and like I said, I don't know Stone Cold person. I don't. Okay, mm-hmm. and before I, before people try to start tagging stuff like that, I'm saying, but what I have seen and what he is, because like I said, I've been following wrestling for a long time, and then after wrestling, and compared to Stone Cold just ten to five years ago, he has expanded his range to just try stuff that he is not used to. He I still th- may not even be used to it, but I'm saying. But I think he found his niche, and that's the that's the thing. Like I. I believe I heard you earlier saying something about Undertaker saying he don't know what to do with himself. Yeah. He's never done anything but wrestling. Yeah. I think that's a difference with somebody like a Stone Cold. He found his niche. Uh-huh. Hosting and interviewing and things like that seems, he seems to be good at that. Yeah. So why not explain Are y'all ready? That? Say what? Are y'all ready for the Mark, the Mean Mark Kelly's podcast? No, it's not gonna happen. But the, the tell all story, the tell all story of the Undertaker. Oh no! Well, <laughs> week by week, and Undertaker's career. Oh it's, it's, it's like, and you never know. Undertaker probably he, he probably looked at Sheriff Steve also with Ice T. Was just like, why is he with Ice T? He probably could have said that. I mean, and, well, but, you was just with Snoop Dogg, well, so you can't know. say nothing. You you really can't say <laughs> shit either. He didn't saying, say that. Now was, like, was now he had a whole ass shirt with Snoop Dogg in a hearse. We not doing this. <laughs> so. But I want to say, but it, 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 it's like trying this new stuff. And like I said, it's, uh, and that's what I'm saying. Like, he's from that generation. Hell, like I said, we see how successful Dwayne Johnson has gotten. Mm-hmm. Now, that I can see him looking at and being like, I don't get none of this shit. Yeah. But I can't, see, I don't want to count him out and, and 
make it sound like he don't, you know, he's just like this super closed mind, horrible person. I just think he's older and is not e- as easily adaptable to what's going on. No, and, and that's another thing because, you know, we as a generation, like I said, I, like I said, I'm not a big fan of cancel culture. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, like, it, it, it's hard to understand certain people because as soon, if, if people see, you know, the transcripts and he already, they already like, aren't you going fuck this? You're stupid. You're this, you're that, you're that, you're Trump this, you're Trump this. So it's like, Think the you gotta help the guy out also because if the guy is willing to learn or try to understand something, but I really truly think he don't understand this generation and he don't understand how things are going. He don't he probably don't even understand how people are happy and he probably is a little jealous. But he's also not the first person that I think I've heard from this time who was just like, "Why are y'all so happy?" <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I, what was supposed to be? I mean, even in the <laughs> even in the podcast, he did say, "I may at the call of Dallas." Oh, well, yeah. And he was just like, because look at the success stories. D- DDP has got to be the most possible. Oh, no. I don't want another ruin. I don't neither. I'm just saying, but DDP has got to be one of the most overly positive men that has come out of wrestling. <laughs> it, prior, am I lying? No, you ain't. You I'm about to say, he ain't know? no Val oh. Venus. I'm saying. Oh, Jesus. He's. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> Put some holy water on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like to just dump him in the in, in, in the vet, <laughs> dump Val Venus in the vet. It's, they finally had to uh, cut him off. Shut his Twitter off. <laughs> he was wilding. And I was just like, um, he, he has like I haven't heard Diamond Dallas Page say negative things about anybody too much, and he's been the most overly positive person. Like. I swear, the way he talked about people was like, my, my God, like, bro, are you their dad? Did you, you birth? Like, I swear, like, we heard episodes of him talking about Carmelo. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, it's Carmelo. But that's, but again. Yeah, but he was, he was training with him, so I guess he, you know, had a little. But again, he found his niche. He found something that makes him happy, that probably fulfills mm. him. Yeah. That's the difference. When mm. when you give your whole life to something. Yeah. And then you go and you look at it, it is it to him it probably looks like it's crumbling before his very eyes. Okay, yeah. I, because why? It's something you dedicated your everything to. You gave your life, your body, everything, your family, all that shit up for this. And then now it's like, bro, it's not even the same thing that I I put it all on the line for. I could see why he would be angry, or mm-hmm. even if he was jealous mm-hmm. of like what is happening now and how people are thriving in this business instead mm. of just surviving because they were surviving they were surviving and I mean hell even though people don't give a fuck Hulk Hogan do it better he didn't seem to make it seem like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't talking about you what did you say Brian so you just gotta find a way to bring that reference in there somehow. Every time, nothing, nothing about Hulk Hogan is being said at all. <laughs> you see me? I said I ain't talking about Terry. I ain't giving you the satisfaction today. No, the only Terry I know is for the Big Show show. You out of pocket? Oh no, that's not that's even worse. That's that's not, that is worse than uh than this Terry. Come on now. I, I don't. know. I just see a, a clip of a clip on there for Twitter. He had a Christmas episode. I was just like, why did I not watch that? <laughs> you know why you didn't watch that? I didn't know about it. I didn't know you about didn't you. Have, you shouldn't. Unfortunately. You saw it? Ooh. Yes, I did, unfortunately. Mm. So, I'm how was it? you in your eyes. Oh, it was. I wish I could have that back. So, 
How did Terry do? I know he was an episode. He wasn't in it. Really? No, really. He wasn't in it. They, they, they have no wrestlers in there or nothing? No, it's just Big Show's barely in the show. Oh, dang. He, 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 he tries to be Big Show, quote unquote, falls off the roof, breaks his ankle, he just sitting in the chair the whole time. <laughs> okay. All right, y'all. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> come that, 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 that's where we at. This is why the show got canceled. <laughs> I'm sorry hey, to say. I'm, I'm I'm good. I could have been good without that that episode. I, you know. I mean, I will go back. And, I will go back and roast it. And still watch the one with Mark Henry McFoley and Rikishi. Oh God, because that was that was nonsense. I mean, because like, why not? But uh, so yeah. Tell me why. <laughs> that was a mess. Uh. Thank you, Lady Sketch. I'm sorry. I didn't no, mean no, 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 no. I'm glad you did because I, I, those things, I was like, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned it. It's always good to have another perspective to, to, to hit on it. And we only got one more topic. We might have to call her back in here. Why? Well, we get on another topic. Well, what's the, what's the, are you talking about the, the World Rumble one? Yeah. Well, we might start on that now. That's all we have on, on oh. the agenda. Oh. Oh, well, well, real quick, before we start, I want to say, I want to, I want to read this thing off real quick. All right. When men was men? Women was women, manly men, and Negroes knew they put no. the <laughs> <laughs> bamboozle y'all. So, <laughs> so WWE backstage said that on the next episode they are going to announce the entrance for the women's rumble number one and two, and number thirty for the men's rumble. But like, I, okay. I, find, that, I find that dumb. I told yeah, you, yeah, I find that just wrong here. You know that you know what that is. That's called easy marketing to get people to watch backstage. No, please watch backstage. Y'all might as well just say please watch backstage, please. Because they they bring Renee Young back for this. Ain't she pregnant? Yes. Can y'all leave that pregnant lady in the house with this COVID? The hell is wrong with y'all? She is coming back for this, and you know she she don't don't work there no more. They don't trust him to host the show by itself. I was bored. Y'all, listen, there was rumors going around that people thought he had COVID, and I think he had to come out and be like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? <laughs> where, where has he been to even get like... I'm about to say, where, he did not on the show every week, so why would he have, you know... I don't know. I Listen, I said rumors, mm. and I don't know what's wrong with people, okay? You see, you crazy. Yeah, no, uh... Yeah, because I think Booker T's coming, Renee, I think, I think the original crew page is coming back, so... But me personally, I'm, this is a... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I haven't been watching or caring about backstage. So who been on it? No, they been they on it. Oh, they been on. Okay. No, they, they had canceled it. They canceled it. Okay, okay, okay. And, but now so they, why bring it back for this purpose? Because they're, they're trying to bring it back because, you know, because Spanner's finally doing good. So uh, for the past four weeks, I guess they're trying to see if they can bring it back. And bring a crowd to it. So if you want to tell people, hey, well, who's number thirty in the rumble, and then we can find out who is, uh, you know, number one and two in the women's. I'm like, <sighs> like that takes away the whole point of the Royal Rumble. It takes away it all. It's finding it's a surprise out. Aspect. I'm sorry, what you say, friend? I said the surprise aspect. Like that's the whole point of the the, the whole pay per view. I'm confused. I don't. Unless they didn't. I don't know. Go ahead, friend. I'm sorry. Come on. No, I'm just gonna say unless they do it how they do it in WWE, where well, they say I got a big announcement, then they never announce it. Something happens. <laughs> I just honestly, so stuff like of, this is the reason why. Like, there's rumors flying around that ESPN is done with them now after the whole NBC deal. 
Uh-huh. Because I believe that they were trying to be in talks of, um, like Disney was in talks of trying to acquire the network as well. And they ended up going with NBC Universal. So now they stopped airing WWE stuff, allegedly. I don't know if this is completely mm. true. Um, because they're done with I'm like, this is the stuff like this is the reason why other networks be like, bro, we, we are, we cool. Because what? These last dish efforts y'all be making. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a mess. I just don't understand. Yeah, I uh, I agree with that too. I, 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 I mean, I think NBC Universal is still a good place for them anyway. I'm not yeah. saying that it, it's not. I'm just saying WWE is like I've I'm probably said on this podcast before. They are not a proactive company. They're mm-hmm. a reactive company. Mm-hmm. And it shows a lot in their product and the decisions that they be making because y'all dig yourself in this hole and then you gotta get yourself out instead of just trying to get in front of shit. I don't mm-hmm. understand why like y'all still re- y'all still doing stuff this way. Mm-hmm. It would be a proactive company would be maybe we should fire our creative team. I hate to see people lose their jobs. But maybe we should fire our creative team and get people in here who know what the hell they doing with wrestling. A reactive uh, company is man creative is really stinking it up right now throw Paul Heyman out there with everybody like what the fuck are we doing mm-hmm. it's like y'all just flying by the seat of your pants at this point I don't know I just I think this is it was weird when I saw the announcement I was like but for what why are we stop announcing things and so that you can announce things what are yeah, like earlier they announced Edge for the Rumble. That's um, still like, why do we even need that? We didn't. We didn't. Cause I, he, I said that to him earlier, and he was like, "Well, he was the surprise last year, so I guess you know, save that pot for somebody else." And I was like, "I get that." However, like Edge never truly went away from last year, so even if he did just pop up in his Rumble, not like everybody's gonna be super excited about it. We might expect him to, but mm. I still didn't need him to come in and tell us. I don't. If I'm gonna watch the rumble at this point, I'm gonna watch the rumble anyway. Yeah. You right? No, you actually right on that one. All right. Well, prime. Speaking of the rumble, prime, uh, because we, next week we're gonna be doing our Royal Rumble predictions, and hopefully you will be joining us for our live stream of the Royal Rumble review uh, later on that night. So. We are going to be uh, talking about some of our favorite Royal Rumble. You want to talk about moments or the matches or just in general? Like, how do you want to talk about it? I was just going to say our... I mean, we can go through moments. I'm just going to say, like, matches in general. Or matches in general. Well, you kick it off because I, I got plenty. Okay, well, I'm going to go with a little recent one real quick just for me. I like the 2018. It's not my favorite, but I think it's a, it was a very good rumble. That's the one you want to? The, the Miz. That, you said the what? The Miz. 2018 Men's Rumble. The Miz, oh, the 2018 Men's Rumble. First of all, I enjoyed the whole 2018 show because one that was in Philly. And that's the one where we had the whole Asian connection win the whole night. Oscar won the mm-hmm. Women's Rumble and Shinsuke won the, the Men's Rumble. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was there to the point I was just like, Charlotte better not win this rumble. <laughs> and, and Oscar won that rumble, and then that's when Shinsuke and Rumble. I was like, Roman better not win this rumble, and Shinsuke won. Now Oscar had a better run than Shinsuke did after the rumble was over. But however, it was still a thing like, yo, 
And, and that was a great moment. And even the triple threat match wasn't that bad between Brock Kane and um, Braun Strowman. That's what that's what Brock like, literally like you know showed Strowman like yo don't fuck with me yo. Ooh, that was a stiff punch, right? Yeah. He stiffed that man hard. <laughs> like yeah, oh like, yeah, like yeah, bro. Calm down with them knees, all right? <laughs> that, that that's exactly what happened. So yeah, I can agree with you on that one. Yeah, I mean, that was just one that, just per se, I don't know if you can talk about the whole show or the matches in general, so I'm going to just talk about the match, because that's the one I remember the most. Uh, I mean, you got, like, Adam Cole coming in, we got Mysterio, and, like, the... That's Mysterio did come I will say, Yeah, and I would say the first, like, the first 10 entrances wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, I would say job or you know, like... Some some almost like the first five, six, seven inches is just be like, why did even end this match? You know. Mm-hmm. So I would say 2018 did a good job in both rumbles. Uh, even the women's rumble, Liddy came out and uh, almost made sure Sasha and Becky can't have kids, but we know that they can. But, <laughs> well, first of all, Liddy almost came out there and broke her neck. That too. Yeah, broke because. Her neck uh... and, and, and she ain't get some, she ain't get no bounce on that moonsault. Let's just nah, say. She, and that's the one we also got Trish and uh, Mickey in the bubble. Then we got Trish and Sasha in the bubble. Like, yeah, you got some good moments. Got Beth in the bubble. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, got a lot of good moments in the bubble. I will say, uh, uh, um, when it comes to me, one of my favorite. Well, first of all, it's hard to not like the twenty twenty rumble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's I I love seeing Brock run shop, go through his best friend, go through Keith Lee, go through MVP, go through Kofi, go through Ricochet, go and then Drew McIntyre comes out there and lays all that shit out. <laughs> like I said, and I like that. It was like just like the Royal Rumble of of uh, two shows, but one of my favorite Rumbles is two thousand and three. Oh, okay. Two, okay, so 2003 was the first uh, brand split. And it, 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 it hyped it up real good. 15 from Raw, 15 from SmackDown. And this is back before they they, they, they crossed over like they do today. Like, mm-hmm. they, had, they had a brand split the next week they crossed over. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Okay. Uh, and that is a historic rumble because it was like, that was when, uh, well, Christopher, that's when Christopher Nowitzki had to retire because he had he got his injury. That is when um, they had the, the, the first ever Hardy Boys showdown. Because remember, Jeff was on Raw and uh, Matt was on um, uh, SmackDown. Matt got, gets F5 outside the ring. That was that was great. Uh, this did, this did one of the Brock Lesnar one when he was going against American Bass Undertaker. Undertaker came finally meet back up again because it felt it felt good seeing all these people meet back up because they've been uh, separated for almost a year. So seeing them all all come back and do the thing, I thought was dope. And of course, you know Brock Lesnar being the youngest guy, he, him do it being his complete uh, face turn. And of course, you had Angle versus Voldemort, which is probably one of his <laughs> best matches ever. I'm sorry, I still every time crack up at Voldemort. Do you do you happen to have any baby girl? Um. No, I I didn't know we were. No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't know we were doing. Like I wasn't supposed to be part of this, so uh-huh. I didn't. You know, look at anything. I can't think of it at the top of my head. 
Okay, well, uh, I would say. Don't do it. What, I, what, 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 what you mean? I don't know what you're about to say. What's he about to say? No, it ain't that bad. I'm just saying, like, I'm just thinking, like, of, of, of personal of different moments. And I've seen this post. That's what made me want to think, think of this. Uh, some people said that the old 7 Rumble was, like, unmatched. The end was the match. You know, yeah, the the I, took was, Shawn Michaels, right? I don't remember. Yes, I don't remember. Like I'm saying, I don't remember the whole Rumble being good as it, like, how they were talking about it. No, I mean, 07 was more so, like, the ending of that 15 minute match between Undertaker and Shawn Michaels than, mm-hmm. you know, Undertaker won. Even though I still think that as, in a Rumble match, 08 was better. I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm,
Madison Square Garden. Back when I used to decorate this shit. Oh my god. I'm gonna tell you. Uh, 2000 actually, it's not my personal favorite. It's like my cousin's favorite, and like we watch that like, every year. I, you know, it's the first like, ever like, botched Royal Rumble. What? Is that the one where they both fell out? <laughs> no, that's the one where the Rock fell out and his feet did touch the oh, floor, man. but he, you know, so he still was the winner. And I was just like, well, it, I, it turned to a storyline. I like that. I like the two thousand Rumble because of the, the Rumble moments. In my opinion, like I know this is probably sound cliche, like you got two cool dancing and then Pakisha eliminating him. Oh, that's yeah, that's back when Rikishi was. He had um, eliminated eight people. Oh no, no, what the was it? What? No, he eliminated <laughs> he eliminated seven people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, this is this is Rikishi's big name. I came back like thirty times. Yeah, oh yeah, that, that's the boss man. Like really fucked up. Uh, Taka Michinoku. Yeah. Yo, he threw him over the ring so hard, like his face slapped the floor. Uh, it, it it was you look up what you do. No, that rumble was actually pretty. I I'll be honest with you. I don't know how good it was. I just know it's pretty nostalgic. I just, I, I'll put it like no. Okay, so a lot of people call this one of the best rumbles or the hardcore rumble two thousand one. Yes, I will agree. That's that's probably my top three or top because, five. Because uh, that's one with Drew Carey. But we, we you know say that's what Drew Carey tried to give Kane. That's what Kane had the biggest night of them all. Kane had eleven eliminations. Mm. When he had the record at that time, he stayed all the way till he came at number six. We had Raven came in with the hardcore toys. The first time, in, at least until 2011, uh, we seen the Rock and R Truth even touch. Because they spoke for the Rumble uh, together. And then we was like, wait, the Rock and Stone Cold is in this Rumble? And I'm like, who the fuck going to who, who win this one? And Undertaker. Now, Undertaker, I thought, was like, he didn't. He, he, I know he got eliminated, but other than that, uh, that's when Rikishi had the whole Ja Rule bad man thing going on. Oh no! <laughs> Why Ja Rule? Uh, uh, tell me outside Ja Rule and the bad man. Did you see? Where's did ja? you see them suits? Did you see them uh, suits wearing the Rikishi custom suits he was wearing? Oh, yeah, Fat Farm <laughs> Rikishi. Uh, he probably had to call Russell for that. Uh, Haku made his return. I remember back at that time, I was like, "Who's Haku?" And then I was just like, oh, that's Haku. Who's Haku? Yeah. Oh, Haku is one of uh, one of the best motherfuckers that's ever walking on this planet. <laughs> you know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah, he bit somebody's ear off for real. He, he, he's a he's a small you don't want to fuck with. He has some very aggressive stories. And I'm just like, yeah. I need him yes. on my side. What about the one where Rey Mysterio one? won? 2006? Yeah. I liked, I did like two, two, 2006. Right. Mm, that's iffy for me. R- really? Why you like 2006? I mean, I, I like the setting. I like everything. But like, I can't think of a lot of stuff in that room except for the Paul London elimination. Or the, or the, the one and thing. Remember, your last thing the whole one thing I did not like about that one is I like how the world room was the middle. Mm. Yeah, Remember? It's not the one where Johnson came out like the. the yeah, when Johnson came out in the lowered fucking stage, I'm like, dude. I was just like, I ain't never so Like, he, they lowered a stage, a whole new stage, just for Johnson. I'm just like, really? Sounds about right. And then, and then the, what ended the show was Mark Henry versus Kurt Angle. 
That's okay. I mean, fine, but it should have been Mysterio when it, when it was put in the middle. I should have known that Mysterio wasn't going to Mysterio was somebody that was going to win. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Triple H and Mysterio lasted all the way to the end. This is back when they, they used to call him Fat Triple H. It's back with, yeah, it's that time. Yeah, it's back with, 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 with a little chunky. Uh, I would say. Uh, wait, no, no. Okay, that aspect where he had the groin injury. I was about to say this is when Booker T came back. No, this we had the groin injury, and they just tossed him out. Tatanka came back. Yeah, there wasn't really much of uh, anything going on, in other than the biggest thing, other than uh, Mysterio winning winning the Rumble. But I didn't like how they put it in the middle. I didn't know why they put Mark Henry in the main event. With Kurt Angle, that was just uh. You know what? The one that I think is really good. I don't well, it gets a lot of credit, but two thousand two was a great one. Like two thousand two was long. That well, shit. Yeah, but, no, yeah. you know yeah. no, because the reason why I don't get two thousand two that much credit because they they disrespected every single guy that came from ECW and WCW in two thousand two. And I'm just like, and that's when, of course. We had the uh, Undertaker and the Saudi Maven moment, mm-hmm. which gave Undertaker one of his worst chair shots ever in his career that he can count on. I, I mean, when I say worst, I mean like it's sickening to watch the unprotected head chair shot that Maven took. Uh, Mr. Perfect came back. Goldust, maybe, maybe promoting the return of Goldust, Godfather, Mr. Perfect, and um, who's the other one? Triple H. No, Triple H already. You know, you, you're always gonna be bad. I'm talking about when they uh, was it DDP? No, it wasn't DDP. He was already there. It was Godfather, Mister Perfect, Goldust, and was it Rikishi? Got to keep been going for a while. I'm not sure, but this was the one where they did every two minutes. I was like, it felt that way. This this rumble clocked in at a, an hour and ten, an hour, hour and nine minutes and twenty two seconds. This match was... So what, it's five minutes over? Five, well, no. Most Rumbles last like 51 minutes. Average. No, I mean, a lot of... Well, I guess recently a lot of them been like an hour or like 59 minutes to an hour, hour and like... And then, of course, this this is when you got the, you know, the the, the two old men out, outside fighting over beer, like Ric Flair versus Vic McMahon in the street fight. Jesus. And this is 2002 when they was both old. Jericho versus The Rock. I was like, okay, that's okay. Trish Stratton versus Jazz. We're going edge. Everything, everything about this was kind of forgettable. And like I said, the way they treated... Booker, Booker T came in there. Stone Cold stunned him. He just flew over the top. He flew over there like, like Rocky ju- spin kicked himself out no, of the ring. Let's, let's, let's be honest. I said that's not a Booker T thing to do is to do a spin and run it when it's like five people fighting in the ring. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But he to get stunned and then pop up and then eliminate yourself was dumb. Uh, also... Yeah. Uh, this is what, what about 2004 when they was in Philly the first time y'all just probably got bad rumbles I don't know <laughs> uh, yes Voldemort won about, but uh, Holly I don't even know who won that rumble yeah you do you do that rumble had no winner oh <laughs> man that's crazy <laughs> first year it ever happened uh, bro super random but I just read this and I'm wondering is it true like Apparently, Edge is the only person to be in a Rumble in the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and now the 2020s. He Vince Carter did? Is that true? I think so. Uh, I think so. I think, because he was definitely... 
he was definitely in uh, 99, maybe 98, um, definitely in the 2000, 2003. We knew he was in the staff. Yeah, 2010s. He won yeah, 2010 Rumble. Say, yeah. Yes, I would say yes because, um, it, and it could have been Taker, but Taker was in the 2017 Rumble the last time he was in the Rumble. So, like, that, if Taker comes in this shit, it'd be interesting. That's when Goldberg and them time their spirit shit like that. It was like, and when Goldberg was trying to look all intimidated, but he was gasping for air. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not even worried. I'm not going to comment. Yeah, that's back when Ante Goldberg did the stare down. First, Eric Goldberg was like, <sighs> I was like, bro, you are gasping you for gotta air. You've got to calm down. <laughs> like, you've got to calm down. That's so you, you know, him and, him and Goldberg, like, time that spear but you want to talk about a good spear I want you right now on your phone okay look up Goldberg Spears Nunzio in the 2004 Royal Rumble oh well yes of course <laughs> <laughs> he it's killed it I, he, he literally hey, ended that man's career that all them people in the ring too and yeah. just like, that's back when Goldberg was Goldberg when men was men <laughs> when men was men he killed that little boy it came up quite Quite easily. Yeah, oh yeah, no, go, go, go. I, I just want to see it. Let's have, have a watch. That was the 2004 World War where Goldberg was number 30. Poor Nunzio. <laughs> that man just got up yesterday. <laughs> Jeez. He played the shit up. Why did he spear him like that? He's like, he, he speared him like he said something about his mama in the bed. <laughs> Look, like I said, that that was an all star rumble had memorable moments. Remember Ernest Miller in there? Call my mama. Let her call my mama. Yeah, you call that an all star moment. Huh? No, I'm talking about <laughs> when you had Goldberg, you had RVD, you had the John Cena, basic thugonomics. John Cena. Oh Jesus! You had Jericho, you had Big Show, you had Christian. This is when Mick Foley. Uh, was in the rivalry with Randy Orton. It took it beat up Tess. It did. Uh, Circle said, "You go there." Oh, yeah, that's the weird one. He was like, "You go, you go in there." You gonna gun him so Yeah, and then he wound there. It was McFoley. McFoley made his return after being embarrassed by Randy Orton. It came out that was good storytelling. Uh, Sean Benjamin, oh, he didn't say that long. This was 2004. So he had his mama with him. No, that was 2006. What? You, you, you remember oh, the Sean Benjamin Mama storyline? No. He used to come out with his mama. <laughs> that was dumb. You said 2006? His, his mama was his manager. She used to talk to him. Like, I don't understand why. His real mama or something? Yeah, it was not his real mama. Okay, I was about to I say. Look, y'all went and dragged this man's real mama. <laughs> <laughs> come on. I, you never know. She wasn't, she wasn't even like one of the people that came, like, like that's like a wrestler that can like, you know, I got one question, and what is the oldest rumble that you love? 1992. Okay, yeah. With a tear, am I? <laughs> I'm <an angry. laughs> this is the greatest moment of my life. Yeah, yeah. I, 
I would agree. I just, I, you know, you know, you know which part I hate about it. You already know which part I hate. You talk about when Hogan helped eliminate said justice? After that. Flair won after that. Yes, I'm saying after that. He couldn't just win. Hogan had to say, no, you didn't win, brother. He he got to show people in the back row to see it. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, uh, oh. I did like the next time too. Royal Rumble was, was dope. Even though I was like, did it, this is before they started playing music. When they came out, yeah, they just I, was walking I, out. Yeah, just, <laughs> that had to be weird. Like, 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 you had the music for one or two. They do, they do the countdown like, eh. But like, next one coming out, you get the people crying like, yeah, or oh, boo, whoever yeah. coming out. But I, yeah. yes, I'm not gonna lie though. That camera angle of Ric Flair, I don't know why, made him seem like more of a superstar. D- didn't it? First of all, that's out, how oh that's God. how y'all use a zoom in camera. That's back when they used to yeah. zoom in quick camera. When, when people used to come out back in the Damn. early nineties, oh, the camera would be right God. far down. You just see them come out the little W and zoom right up to there as they coming oh, down. It was good, unlike the best friend hug zoom that he doing. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that wasn't in his video package. That's like the Bret Hart. That might the Bret Hart one. Oh yeah, yeah. When he in the hallway or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, that's do, like one do, of the best. Like, can, you, you know what? Yeah, 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 go back and watch it, don't you? You got to go back and watch it. Yesterday. So, do you, do, now let's do it this way. Do you like any Rumble from the 90s other than 92? Ooh. It probably have to be the late 90s if I do. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I personally don't say like 93. the aesthetic. Huh? Don't, I'm going to say don't say 93 or 95. No, no, no. I didn't like the aesthetic of '97. Even though I think that was the one with the jobbers in it, it was like 13 jobbers. Uh, like Neil, Neil, not like Neil Masters and all these. Oh, that's people. the one with Stone Cold cheated and Bre- and he made Bret Hart. And it didn't make a fucking difference because Undertaker wanted to begin said said vicious for the title anyway. Nah, I'm talking. The one I'm talking about got HBK in San Antonio in the in the in the dome. Oh, are you talking about going against Sid Vicious? Uh, did he go You know what? And I think I, I'm gonna say it right now. 95 is overrated. I don't even remember 95 that much. So. 95. Remember the big thing? Shawn Michaels comes out at number one and makes it all the way to oh, the end. Yeah, oh. yeah. He the first one to do that. I mean, yeah. I think that's the one with nobody was in there. Yo, that's dude, that is. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. I'm gonna, be, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be a villain right now. That is the most least impressive number one victory ever. And they, and they they changed the time too. It was like a minute and ten seconds. It, like the minute. match was only thirty eight yeah. minutes long. Yeah, I seen Sean Russell longer than that. <laughs> and, I, and I have seen Ric Flair, who came in number three, Rey Mysterio came in number two, Voldemort came in number one. <laughs> All these people have had longer times in the Rumble and won the match. Those are more impressive than Sean coming out number one when the match was only thirty eight seconds long. When everybody came out like every, like every minute. They came out approximately every minute. This is which one? Nineteen ninety five. Yeah, it, it was just it, it really was the land of at this time 
just the jobbers. There was no credible person in there but Sean and Bulldog because they both they both started and both ended it. Nobody was credible in there. Who's gonna win, Mo and Mabel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no thank you at all. No, he's in 2004. I was, oh. I was calling all people who won number one. I thought 1996 was a little bit better because I, that that's the year I like. They had the music coming out and all that, but that's when Shawn Michaels won at 18, and he and then he almost spent he spent three quarters of the time in there better than he did in uh, the other one. Now be, 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 before we go, we got I gotta ask, which do you like any wrong from two from the 2010s? Because I think, in my personal opinion, the 2010s had some of the worst rumbles, period. Yeah, I would say they did, but... Uh, I did. I did. I, I did. They started getting it together in, like, 20, um... What did you say, 2016? Because 2016 was... I remember when Roman was defending his championship in there, and AJ Styles came in? I thought that was kind of cool. Fifteen or sixteen? Fifteen is when Roman came in Philly. Is that when the Rock had to come out and try it? Yeah. Well, Philly was like fuck bull. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that vividly. That one in twenty fourteen when Batista won, <laughs> and they and Ray Mysterio was the biggest heel ever because oh there was no Daniel Bryan. They. I go ahead. I. I I would say I personally really enjoyed the 2010 Rumble. Because when you say when you say heavy hitters, I don't know. I mean, they got Edge, you got uh, Shawn Michaels, Batista, Triple H. I mean, so those are not heavy hitters. I don't know. The, the same names Hulk. you Hulk. just Hulk. named Hulk. is what I named in the 2008 Rumble. You talked to All Star. Nah, nah, I I I said heavy hitters. You said All Star like it was the whole thing. I just said they had a couple. Okay. I'm gonna tell you right now, the best thing about the the the, the two best things about the 2010 Royal Rumble is the two things that they didn't even keep in there long. Can you guess which one they are? What are they? CM Punk when he was preaching the gospel after mm-hmm. eliminating every single body on the microphone, but mm-hmm. he was only in for ten minutes, and it bothered me. Cause that, that 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 thing was though he was eliminated by it going right back to his speech, and Beth Phoenix she came in, and was the second woman, uh, next to China to go into the Royal Rumble, and she only was in there for a minute because she got uh who tossed her out uh CM Punk tossed her out yeah he came with a GTS yeah, which I think she so I think I think the last half of that match I was wrong I think she I think she sold it wrong I was like. I, I think when it comes to the, to the 2010s, it all goes to Kofi and how he gets back into the Rumble. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, so everybody can talk about this. What's your favorite Kofi moment? Uh, Kofi save? Mm. Well, uh, it's definitely not 2019. When Xavier Woods did a little box move, I don't know what it was. No, you know what? I'm not going to say which one I don't like. He started getting complacent over the years with it. He did. I agree. Uh, I would say maybe the handstand one. The handstand one was cool. Um, Let me look. I mean, I, gotta can think. I, just I can't mean, think of stuff off the top of my head. 
Can I just be myself and be nitpicky? Sure. Go ahead. I say all of them, all of them weren't necessary because you can put one foot on the ground. <laughs> yeah, see, here you go. See, I told you the name. It's like, no, but, but, but I would say when Kofi did it, it was like. I'm just saying, but if you put if you put the one foot on the ground, it wouldn't have been cool. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm saying like when Kofi do it, it, it feels different. When Naomi do it, it feels weird sometimes. Like the one when she did, when she like climbed on the barricade, she climbed on the chair, and she handstand onto the steps. I was like, all right, now you trying to you trying to do all this all this Kofi stuff in one year? <laughs> well, she don't know what you had the next time to do it. Yeah, that's right, too. Because she ain't coming back to Jay Uso come back. Um, the ring post one was cool. The ring post? When he jumped on the ring post in the future. Oh. And then the uh, other one, he hurt his, his ribs. I'm not sure. Oh, I, okay. I, I, I think, I think that, like, that is the one we heard his ribs. He was standing on top of the ring and then he, like, fell. And uh, that one. I mean, he still made it. Um, let me see. I don't know. I the the announced chair one. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. funny to me. I don't. I don't. That's I, yeah. I uh personally look. Because I, I love the handstand one. The handstand one was good. I do love the barricade to, re- from being there live and seeing how far the barricade, the barricade is from the ring. Is very far from the ring. And I'm like, the bunnies that the man had to, to do that. But there's one underrated one that a lot of people don't talk about. What about the one where Biggie and Xavier Woods launch him over Jinder Mahal to get back? That was the one in Philly, right? In 2018, yeah. remember when, when Jinder Mahal eliminated him, right? But his foot was on the pile of pancakes. I say, is that the pancake one? Okay. And then, and then, so Biggie and, and Jinder Mahal was sitting right there trying to knock him down, and he won't let him back in the ring. So Biggie and Xavier Woods took his other foot and literally launched this man over the top of Jinder Mahal, and then everybody was sharing like, "Yo, because Jinder Mahal like six He's something. a large man," and I was just like. That's underrated, but uh, that was dope to me. I think that one was more underrated because it wasn't like a, it wasn't like one of those moments where you, he kind of kept you off the edge of your feet. It just happened. Like, yeah, he didn't really. Not, you I guess because he didn't do much for that one. Uh-huh. Like, he physically didn't do much. Coming from a time I don't know, but, but, but to help get launched, you got to pick that feet up to get over to the ball. you got to, you got to S- put your Jericho body into juice. it. But it's not him physically doing a handstand or jumping from a barricade or yeah, and even scooching in a chair. <laughs> now the ones I don't like was 2016 when he was just on Big E's shoulders. Okay, yes, I remember that one. 2015 with the rosebuds. Uh, Anna Rose came out with the rosebuds and he tossed them out and he tossed them right on the rosebuds. So. Uh, I did. Those were the ones I was just like, eh, I don't like those ones too much. Those are too, too too memorable stuff like that. But what a, huh? What about I'm gonna say what about uh 2019? I just I, I, I just hate I just I just rewatched it earlier. Which one was 2019? It's the one where Xavier comes out and like I think Samoa Joe no Drew McIntyre punches him or something. 
and he falls and does like a sunset flip on Xavier, but then like oh, tries oh, to okay. touch the ground and it and it does. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I like. I mean, it would have been better if they did the silly string like Private Party does. Yeah, okay. I I like the silly string, so I think that that'd be good. All right, but guys, those are our rubber moments. Uh, right now, um, me and Prime have already recorded the Wednesday Night War. We put the Wednesday Night War in part of the podcast. So we're going to be playing for you guys the Wednesday Night War. If you guys have heard our Wednesday Night War already, you guys can uh, fast forward about 40 minutes as we end the show. But right now, we're about to go play the Wednesday Night War. Welcome back to the Wednesday Night War. Uh, this is, uh, of course, your host, Mr. A&D, and then me and Primetime knocking this out. Uh, we're doing the audio for you guys. I do apologize because, you know, uh, Prime a little under the weather and stuff like that. And then it's just like, it's, it's much more easier to do it uh, audio. So what's going on, Prime? What's up? What's up? All right. So we got a couple things here on the Wednesday Night Agenda here as the Dusty uh, Rose Cup is uh here and you know what it shocked me this week and along with the fight pit so we 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 got uh both of those coming up and on AEW Dynamite we got the inner circle uh triple threat tag team match at the end and what is going on with Sting so let's find out uh all these things uh, uh you didn't happen you didn't go to AEW this week did you no I didn't okay well, let's start off with NXT here. So NXT kick, uh, kicks off with a with the Dusty Classic. We have Kikoshida and Leon Ruff taking on Giant Gorgano and Austin Theory. Off the back, I thought that uh, Austin Theory and Gorgano was going to dominate this matchup. But since Kikoshida has now put himself into a storyline with Giant Gorgano, we uh, have ourselves a little bit more of a, a matchup. As Leon Ruff is sitting there, actually... Uh, you know, getting some offense in and goes to the top rope and does a, a top rope suicida and d- dives to the outside. Koshida is uh in in the ring with Gorgano and then uh he hits the uh the arm trap fisherman suplex on Gorgano, the North American champion, and pins him. Leon Ruff and Koshida advance in the Dusty Rose Classic. I'm gonna be honest with you, didn't see that coming. I didn't see it. You can to this man. This man died multiple yeah. times, multiple main events, but can't take a, a perfect blitz. To Gorgano? Yes. Well, I mean, that's supposed to be his finisher, or at least one of Koshida's finishing moves. Yeah, so. but I'm just, one of his finishes when this man kicked out of Adam Cole finisher and Tommaso Trump finishes like three full times in one match. Mm. He can't take one finish from Koshida. <laughs> I, would have, I would have Austin Theory. Yeah. Uh, so your mic's kind of going in and out. Oh, I said I, I would have had Austin Theory take the pin. Yeah, you know, honestly, do but I guess him pinning the North American champion now shows that he's now moved up in line to have a shot for that North American championship. Are they going to have a? T- uh, I don't know. They're not going to have a takeover on Royal Rumble weekend, are they? Oh, they didn't say yet. Okay, how about say because. They, well, they, yeah, they would have said it by now. It's two weeks. Yeah. So, I yeah. guess not. Yeah, probably, probably not. Because they just had New Year's Evil. So, I, I guess not. So, what, whatever the case may be. Uh, Pete Dunn said he's coming for Finn Balor um, to take his NXT championship. And oh, then, sorry. Valentine's Day is the next one. Valentine's Day? Okay. You know, that's kind of cool. Valentine's Day takeover. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it gives me something to watch 
because uh, usually the All Star game for NBA be at that time, but they got pushed back to what April now. Uh, I think so. Yeah, after March Madness, if, if, if it's still in March Madness, I don't even know what's going on with that. Um, so Michael Bivens is backstage, also hyping up uh, Tyler Rust as the future of NXT, and I was like, "Whoa, Michael Bivens, where have you been at? Where are your Native Americans at?" You know. <laughs> Yeah, they just dropped all that completely. Yeah, I'm about to say, oh, okay. Uh, Karen Cross is out to take on uh, Ashanti D. Adonis with Desmond Troy. Uh, so this is basically a squash match here. Karen Cross beats his man pillar to plex, and it keeps giving him those uh, sado suplexes, then gives him the forms to the back of the head, and then as uh, Desmond Troy comes to check on him, he gets uh, choked out also. So they did this, you know, feet and, you know, carrying across people to do msk is down for a sit down promo in the ring and then uh to let anybody know who they are so it's like i don't see the third guy so i don't know if they're waiting on it's like, it's like they act like this is tag team right now so yeah he he's not i guess he's waiting okay he hasn't signed signed anywhere yet oh, okay well Dusty Rhodes uh tattoo classic first round imperium taking on lucha house party this, in my opinion, I mean, this was the second match of the night because this this match was better than I thought it was going to be. This is more competitive than I thought it was going to be. And it took uh, Lince Dorado and uh, Grand Middle League back to a place where they haven't been there before. So, uh, I, yeah, but I, uh, I just hate that it's against the Imperium. But, I, I, I mean, well, I mean, Imperium ain't been doing much recently neither so they kind of fallen off the wayside also I think that's the hint that at the end of the match Alexander Wolf came out there which I'm like him okay but uh I, well, I mean that's a good sign yeah that's a good sign they probably get he, was, he, he, he was stuck in the UK so that mean Walter probably come back and fight with them so that 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 would be dope too uh uh Luke hit a drop kick into a power bomb for near for uh, Fabian Aigner whips a Dorado, and then Bartel hits him with uh with the stereo slam, and Bartel hits the hits the spine buster running kick for a near fall, but Dorado is a super kick to uh Bartel, and then goes up for a shooting star press, beautiful shooting star press, and wins. Very competitive matchup between these two teams, and then two of my pick. I did not think Lucha House Party was going to beat Imperium, so Lucha House Party advance and Leon Ruffin Koshida advance. So now. The, the the dusty classic thing is up in the air, which now I'm thinking I'm changing my pick. I think it's going to go to the group the Grizzle Young Vets now. <laughs> nah, nah, not at all. I keep going. Oh, uh, 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 you think it's going to go to MSK? No, well, I I let you know when we get to it. Okay, keep going. Now, uh, William Regal and Beth Phoenix are on stage, and they're talking about how proud it's to be NXT and how they made history. Talking about the women's revolution for people like Becky Lynch, Oscar, Charlotte, Bailey, Shayna, Bianca, all the people that has uh, Sasha, all people that that in do this stuff, even Carmella, and they, like they have their pictures up there, like it's WrestleMania 22 in Chicago again. So they're doing the first round of the women's tag team classic. Uh, Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez taking on Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Now, because we know that team wasn't going to go through. Which one? Tony Storm. Honestly, because I didn't, I, I did, I thought it was going to really just job Kate and Carter and Case Kind Zero out. 
But why would you think that? Because I, it's Mercedes Martinez. They were trying to push Mercedes Martinez. Yes, but Casey Cazaro and Kane Carr are the only like the only tag team in this whole thing. Yeah, well, look, it it it, it uh. It actually did did shock me. Then uh, they take they take Tony Storm down, and I swear Casey Cazero gets the tag from Caden uh, Carter, and she does a spinning Phoenix Splash where she lands her on her on Tony Storm's back with her back. I'm like, what the hell was that? I don't think she could recreate that if she wanted to. No, I, I think it I just she happened. Just said, I'm gonna jump and flip and do a couple. Flips. <laughs> hey, wh- wh- whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I liked them. I, I and they won the matchup. They were convinced. Like I agree with you. They were like one of the most, like one of the most legit tag teams that they have on this thing. And I kind of want them to go for. I mean, I like the team of Ember and Shasi also. I mean, uh, but you know, I don't know if they have that much confidence to give it to Caden Carter and Casey Canzero. But that would be dope, though, because that will really put them in the forefront. Yeah, I don't know how far that goes. Tag team like an like an impact. They had a women's uh, title tournament. There was only like three team, three actual teams in there. Other people were just like stuck together. Oh, okay. Well, that's dope. I'm gonna say in the, so like and besides, I love you know Casey Cat cute and then Katie Carter. Man, I love you some Katie Carter. <laughs> little, little fitness. <laughs> So uh, now we're moving on to um, Bronson Reed taking on Tyler Russ with Malcolm Bivens. And Bronson Reed just really kind of beats the shit out of Tyler Russ. I mean, Tyler Russ does try to mount some offense, but then uh, Bronson Reed is just too much for him. Goes to the top and uh, hits the uh, tsunami for the win. And then that's basically all she wrote there. And I was like, well, Michael Bivens had some heat, but then now he don't. And I'm like, well, that sucks. Bring back what happened to the tag team. I'm going to. You know, we ain't got no tag teams really much on NXT, so you can bring that back, but I guess not. Uh, they probably couldn't wrestle or something. Who knows? Okay. Now, uh, this part I missed. I know they, they had the whole they had the whole Finn Balor, Kyle Wright, Undisputed Era locker room thing, and uh, I, I missed that uh, that whole thing. Then they had uh, the problem between Santos Escobar and, uh, you know, Phantasma, and then of course, uh, man, Kurt Stallion comes out. Why Kurt Stallion? Who is Kurt Stallion? I have no idea. But he he, he was there with he uh he was there with Lucha Lucha House Party, and they even got they put even two or five pile of tweets talking about stuff. Did you forget about Kurt Stallion, champ? And I'm like, who else Kurt Stallion? <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't think we know him in the first place. I'm yeah. gonna say okay, unless it's one of the two or five live things, and I'm gonna say okay, like could be. Who knows? I mean, you could probably have his name trending for about ten minutes on Google or something like that because everybody was probably look probably looking for him. But uh, Drake Maverick Kelly Dame interview backstage, uh, but he's you know he says that they're best friends and they can't they're gonna compete the Dusty Classic obviously. And uh, Dave says he, he slaps him on the back, which hurts Maverick. I don't. I do not want to see them win. I don't want to see them win. Is that is that who your pick is to win? No, 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 no. Well, who's your pick? Because uh, you told you to wait till later. 
All right, fine. I'll just say, I'm even though I hate when they do makeshift teams, I might say Finn Balor. Finn Balor, Colin Raleigh. Mm-hmm. That would be dope. That would be dope. But I don't Finn know. Finn Balor did win the first classic. He did with some old Joe. Even though I I still think that um, MSK should probably win it or Grizzle Young Vets should probably win it. So I mean, when I look at the list and knowing how how NXT do it, they they've only had one of, one or two real teams win it, and the rest of our makeshift teams. No. Ricochet, Alistair Black, Pete Dunne, and Matt Riddle. Uh, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, then you got AOP, then you got Undisputed Air. Yeah. So, I mean, they do make shift teams. I would say either Cali Rally and Finn Balor or another team we get to later. Okay. Tommaso Ciampa taking on Timothy Thatcher in the fight pit. This is the second fight pit ever in NXT history, and this has been known to be uh, Timothy Thatcher's match. So, hey, we got to uh, get on to that. So, um, this match is hard-hitting and brutal. And, uh, you know, we got a couple slams to the outside. We get to uh, up to the, the top of the fight pit. And then there's, you know, chopping his guillotine on uh, Thatcher f- from the post up there. A lot of grappling in this match, which I, I figured you, you, you wasn't going to like this. When it, a, lot, a lot of Timothy Thatcher stuff like that. But, um... There was uh, some uh, uh, close calls here where uh, Chopper has Timmy Thatcher against the cage and gets like a running V-trigger to give him a knee to the cage. I thought that was what it was going to be done. And then he slams head to the cage. It's the fairy tale ending. But um, Thatcher breaks three and he trades shots in the middle of the ring. And then he goes and takes him to the cage. Chopper climbs. Uh, oh, once again, slams head to the cage again. It really like knocks him out a little bit. It's the fairy tale ending. The ref stops counting enough, which I don't understand. Uh, Thatcher starts making makes his way up and tries to put uh, um, Chopper in the sleeper hole. But then uh, Chopper gets out, goes to the top rope, but until Thatcher catches him and puts him in like that. Uh, God, what's that move called? The Brock Lock type thing, you know. Uh, you know, with the, know yeah, the leg around his head and grabs both his arm, grabs both his arms and pulls it together and it's rubbing <sighs> Chopper's knee up against the cage. Chopper has no choice but to tap out and Timothy Thatcher wins uh, the fight pit. This is his this is his style matchup. I thought the match was good, but I don't think it was better than Riddle and, and Thatcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I said, it, it, was, it, it, it was very grapple heavy in this one. I think Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher, because you know you had a little blood in there, and then you know Riddle was more of a high flyer, so he took more of the dives off the top of the fit, uh, the fight pit. He took some more bumps up on top of there, where you know Chomp, Chomp was more brutal with it. So and it, it, it's not that it, it it's a bad thing. It's just, I don't know if their their styles mesh well like uh, Riddle's and Thatcher's did. You know what I mean? Okay, okay, okay. So uh, um... how'd you feel about it? I thought it was okay. I thought the first one was better, of course, but like, does it kind of ruin the fact that after all this, they're a tag team now? Yeah, I don't like that. I, I don't know. I don't know because it looks like it looks like they're doing the the Sheamus Cesaro thing, which 
the bar ended up working out as a great tag team. Yeah, that's what I say. I say either Ballard or Calarelli or Thatcher and the Chopper. Yeah, so uh, they're attaching that, but yeah, so but I'm like, okay. I mean, they they, they still need a rubber battery. I mean, uh, Thatcher won one and then Chopper won the other one. But let's go over to AEW Dynamite. So uh, it's the Inner Circle Tag Team Challenge is the headline thing for tonight. But uh, to, but today also is Negative One's Brody Lee Jr.'s birthday, mm-hmm. and they had um, uh, six man tag team action. We had John Silver ask the crowd in attendance to sing Happy Birthday to Negative One, and they saw Happy Birthday stuff like that. So uh, it was Hangman Page in the Dark Order, Alex Reynolds and Coca Banner, uh, and John Silver taking on TH uh, Two. Uh, and Helico and Jack Evans and Chaos Project uh, Luther and Serpentico yeah or Serpentico depending on which pronunciation you want to use okay I missed the match so what happened no just a regular birthday match of you get cake in your face you get thrown into the cake and you lose so was negative one actually part of this matchup no, he was just there hitting people with candlesticks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I like that Tony Khan gives him an opportunity to be actually be part of the show. Yeah, he uh he cut a little promo too. Mm. And I mean, he said the live show. I ain't talking about dark. I mean like the live show. Yeah, he cut a promo. Yes. Mm. He said, "Do y'all think y'all can ruin my birthday?" Nah, it ain't gonna go down like that. Then he he put Luther's face in the cake, and then he hit Serpentico with the uh, Kendo stick, and then he said, "Idiots, my birthday was three days ago." And then threw papers at him. The Dark Order. <laughs> Yo, are, are are they bold enough to make him the new leader? I don't think so. I don't know if they can commit to have him there every week or whatever or do. Stuff, but I guess he he is the unofficial leader. So I guess like if he do say something, I'm pretty sure they'll they'll do it. Mm. In, in the, as far as the show is concerned, oh, wow. like I don't I, like if he says like I don't like MJF, go beat him up. I'm pretty sure they'll have a segment with them trying to trying to find him or something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, did you see what happened after the match? No, what happened after? I, I missed. I missed. I, I didn't come oh, in. And... Okay. 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 So they they asked Hangman to officially join Dark Order, mm-hmm. and he said he can't. But like they thought he said yes, so they did like they flashed up. He said yes on the screen. They done had confetti come all out, and they had all these like pe- these party people coming, like the Rose Express, like the Rosebud. <laughs> they had the Rosebuds come out and everything. They had to like shoot all the way and clean up and everything. And I was like, oh. Uh, okay, we we understand, and then he just walked away. So, uh, who knows where that's gonna go? Well, they obviously need a new leader, obviously, because they're gonna try to figure out what's going on with that. Like I said, I'm, I'm happy. First of all, props to Negative One Brody Junior because it's gotta be hard to keep coming there and, and doing your dad stuff as you just like buried your dad not too long ago, and it's like you know it's just kind of hard to kind of just you know just just move on from there but he's being very strong about it very strong about it 
Yeah, because they all are like they all are like embraceable. Like I seen a, a I don't know when this was. I seen a video of like him in a in a hotel lobby, like fight, like a little kid fighting around, and like nobody's getting mad, and nobody's like you know how when some little kids are like doing something, people look at it like, can you get your kid? It's like all the adults are like actually like rolling around with him in this hotel, even Jericho. Mm. Jericho's like, oh, you're not going to sell my move, Like, I just like, I I feel like I like it. I I, I I gotta watch more of uh, Negative One. Uh, Backstage for MJF and Chris Jericho. Uh, tonight's gonna be something. The inner circle's gonna stay stronger than ever, no matter what happens tonight. Uh, the, the deals that we leave together as a unit. Then we get Tony Schiavone is in the ring to uh, introduce Darby Allen and Sting. So, um, what is the thing? Is I missed like I, I I didn't come in until we got to um, Cody and Pete Avalon. Is when I started watching. Okay, so basically, Sting got in the ring, mm-hmm. went up to Darby, and he puckered up because <laughs> this man was definitely. You are the best, Darby. You're a good champion. I'm going to congratulate you and all this. I'm like, and I don't seem normal for Sting, but okay. Okay. And Taz basically came out and challenged them to a street fight, which they accepted. Wait, 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 wait. Taz challenged Sting to a street fight? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Brian Cage and Ricky Starks versus Sting and Darby Allin in a street fight. Wait, 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 wait. You Brian Cage and Ricky Starks taking on Sting and Darby Allen in a street fight? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I was the one that was like, AEW does how you use their, their, their legends a lot better than WWE. A- absolutely. What the f- Prime. Really? You just... You, go, go ahead. Keep that same energy. That same energy you talk about, don't want to see Sting wrestle? That's what I'm talking about. Well, I mean... Don't, if don't, he don't, is gonna wrestle, don't you do this shit? Don't, don't, don't. He don't do gotta it. take a bump. He's not gonna take a bump. I'll tell you that right now. It's a street fight. Yes, punches and kicks. He not okay. So he gonna be no box. So you mean to tell you, Sting gonna be super saying God, super saying, and nobody gonna get a hit in on him. He gonna use the baseball bat. No, I'm saying that AEW street fights are not in the ring. So they could be like in a parking lot somewhere, or you can like kick Sting in the gut or do something that he'll fall off camera or whatever. Like, Darby being there the whole match, getting beat up, and then Sting will come in at the end, hit him with a baseball bat, wham, wham, and Darby do the coffin drop off of somewhere high. I'm, I'm sure it'd be something stupid, like something simple. Sting is not taking no bumps, okay? And if he do, it'll be just that one bump that that will get him off of camera for five minutes or ten minutes. Y'all will curse. And if he do anything more than that, then I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this. Y'all will curse. I don't want to eat out. Seth Rollins gave him a buckle bomb, and then he had a regular match for him, and Sting couldn't handle it. And you talk about he go about to be in there and work with Brian Cage? Stop it. I'm not. Because if it's a a tag team match, 
if it's a tag team match, Ricky Starks is going to most likely be on Darby Allin because their body language and stuff like that. Or even they may switch, but Brian Cage working with Sting. No. Wait, uh, wait a minute. What you, when you say a match, what do you think I mean by Sting having a match in 2021? Look, bro, it's a street fight, okay? If you want to make an entertaining street fight, there are going to be weapons, and then Sting's not going to take no suplex. Sting's not going to take no scoop slam. Sting is not taking nothing but punches and kicks. I'm telling you that now. <laughs> punches and kicks for Sting. It's all he's taking. Chops. It's all he's taking. This man is in his 60s. If he takes a bump, Oh, and, and, and Sting, ain't, Sting ain't gonna go for no whoo, Stinger Splash? You ain't gonna do that? You ain't gonna take a ball for a Stinger Splash? Bruh, you gotta run and dodge and splash somebody in the corner. That's impact. Hey, this, that's oh Stinger's age. He don't even gotta goodness. run. He can okay. just, he can, all right, fine. I don't even wanna see those Stinger Splashes. Just hit, just come out with the bat. That's all you gotta do. That's all people really wanna see. It's just the bat. Okay. This is. So when is this match supposed to take place? At Revolution. When is that? When is Revolution? Uh, February, like right? February 13th, I believe. Mm. I'm not sure. We'll see. Mm. Just know, if he if he doing more than punches and kicks, then that's not good. But I'll, I'll stick with it if it's just the punches and kicks. I'm telling you right now, when we, when we review that show, you're gonna be pissed because I'm gonna tell you, Sting is not going to just do stick to punches and kicks, and I'm gonna be like, I want all that energy. We're talking about Sting coming back in WWE, and y'all don't want to see Sting wrestle again. Well, guess what? Here we go again. And Sting will be wrestling that sixty man, sixty sixty year old T shirt because you know his body ain't right no more. So oh, here we go. And, I mean, look, I will, I will at least say. Sting doesn't try moves he know he can't do. Like, that's Sting bullshit. Prime, that's bullshit. Sting, you know it. So, so, what move has Sting hit in AEW other than hit somebody with a baseball bat? I'm talking about Sting in general because he knew he should took the Sting knew he should took the took them buckle bombs. Sting knew he should have went through the announce table. Sting knew he should have taken no Falcon's arrow from Seth Rollins, and that was five years ago. Hey, you live and you learn. Oh, here we go. Okay, no bumps. He's not gonna take no bumps, bro. I'm, if he take bumps, I, I'm gonna be very upset. Do you have but a cash app? <laughs> if he not, if he no, take I, I ain't actually, I ain't actually. Do you have a cash app? <laughs> I'm not betting on this, it, it, bro. I'm ready. I'm like this little ten dollars. I got ten dollars right now. Ten, I'm not saying my whole page. I got ten dollars right now that says Sting is taking a bump. That he shouldn't take. I say he takes. I say he takes one bump. But you to just get told me Sting not taking no bumps. He's doing punches and kicks. No, I said. I said he's not taking a bump. But if he takes a bump, he's gonna take the one bump, like that, like the one bump that take him out of the match until his hot tag, or whatever, his hot spot. So if if okay, so, that's not bro. You know you draw because I'm sitting there like you said no bumps. Now it's the one bump that takes him out the no, match. No, I said okay. one bump from the beginning. I said he. Did, I said from the beginning, he's not going to take a bump. If he takes a bump, it's going to be like a hit to the a club to the back to like get him off camera for whatever. Brian long. Cage going to pop up this son bitch outside the ring and end his life. I'm telling you. They, uh, this is, this I can't. Nah, I don't know. I can't. I can imagine Darby volunteering to die 
That's why while that's why Darby's in the match because he's gonna take all the die spots. I'm telling you, Sting. In order to have a bump, that's gonna take out Sting. Sting gotta fall through a table. Sting gotta, you know, so they, they gotta. Oh gosh, nah. They, they gotta hit him. Kill they gotta, they gotta hit him in here or something. They gotta suplex him out the view, <laughs> throw him through the stage, or throw him off the stage. That's the only way Sting is out for the entire match, so you don't have to do shit unless he gets that. And then if if he gets not, is this Sting or Tommy Dreamer you're talking about? Look, I'm telling you right now, because it's a street fight. Or if they if they do the little thing like we're gonna jump Sting backstage before he comes out, that makes Sting look weak when he was looking strong for the past five weeks. Yeah, look, looking strong how? Because they was running from him. Yes, and he he beat Ricky Starks with the bat. I'm just letting you know right now. That's probably why Powerhouse Hobbs out in this match because Power because he's still kind of green. I'm like, you know, he gonna kill him, and I'm like, no, you you, you don't want that. But I don't know if Brian Cage is gonna protect just put Ricky Starks. I think they just put Ricky Starks as the bump man. So Ricky Starks is the the man that's gonna get the most Sting offense. I'm telling you, one close eye for Brian Cage, Sting's done. Yeah, I don't think he. Yeah, I don't, I don't. <laughs> what, what close eye for Brian Cage? That man is done. I'm telling you, if you I got heard a somebody cast... talk about Sting is taking a drill. <laughs> I, I know he is not. <laughs> if he do that man with that. Okay, so I'm saying, do you want to place the bet or not? Because I'm ready. No, I'm not facing this. Because I'm about to say, I'll cash app you as soon as it happens if I'm lost. But if I'm not, pay up. Mm-mm. I ain't betting on that. <laughs> uh, what happened with uh the Elite and Kenny Omega and Don Cows at his house for Kenny's birthday? Ooh, then... Honestly, I skipped that. Oh really? I'll turn NXT. I'll turn NXT at that point. Okay, okay. Like I said, now this is when I finally turned to um, AEW. So we got Cody Rhodes uh, taking on uh, Pretty Peter Avalon. So this, I was like, okay, what is this match for? It's obviously for the setup, something like that. Because during the match, Che Gargill comes up on the stage and stares Cody down, and it causes a distraction, but it does not get him. A loss because Cody kicks out of the roller that Peter Avalon tries to do, and Cody locks on the figure four to Peter Avalon, but Avalon was able to reverse it. Cody turned it back, and uh, th- if you thought the Ty Dillinger one was worse, he threatened to slap pretty Peter in the face, and Avalon tapped out before he can do it. So, two things. For mm-hmm. one, Smash could have been over in three seconds. For it really could have. And, and for two, I don't. I hate when Cody does this. Why do you need to go wire to wire with Peter Avalon, who's owing like forty five? <laughs> like I know he want to try to build him up to make them look good, but why is one of the best wrestlers in the world, Cody Rhodes, barely beating Peter Avalon, going toe to toe? And this man is like taking him to his limit with, with Peter Avalon, who's never won a match. And it's not even like he's like over three or over four. This man is like over in, in his like twenties or thirties or forties and losses. And and on, and on top of that, he 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 needed a distraction from Jade, from Jade. Also, I'm like, okay, we don't need all this. We don't need all this. Yeah, <laughs> just bring it. it would I would have been fine if he just would have bring the bell and then did the crossroads pin him and then Jade comes out for something stupid. Yeah, I agree. FTR was backstage with Tully Blanchard and Jurassic Express in the room and, and then Jungle Boy was to take on uh, it's Dax Hardwood, correct? 
Scott Dawson. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to get on again. Mo- John Moxley um, versus Nick. At first, I thought I said Nick Brody. Cannon. I was about to say what, but no. Uh, Nick Bruiser Brody. Bru- yeah, he do like Bruiser Brody. Yeah, <laughs> in his dynamite debut. So, uh, good matchup here. Everybody keeps you know talk about uh how he looks like Bruiser Brody. He's a student of QT and Dustin. Notice Shivani and everything like that, but um. Uh, Moxley uh puts the, puts the hooks in on uh Kamaro and puts him to sleep, and then after the match, Moxley gets on the microphone. Anything can happen on Wednesdays on Dynamite. You know, pipes the crowd up and everything like that. And then he let everybody know that he, he's still looking for uh Kenny Omega. He draws uh more bodies, uh bigger brawls, more blood, more violence, more next to break, more limbs to snap. I love this. You can bring whoever you want from Nashville, Mexico, Japan, but all the roads lead through me. So. So, Impact is in Nashville. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. Right, right on that one. So, um, so I'm assuming somebody from Impact is going to come out next week and beat them up. Yeah, because, I mean, everybody, everybody uh, private party was just on Impact this past Tuesday, weren't they? Uh, hold on. Uh, so I, uh, I, I, you were excited about something, but I was just saying. But um, uh, prior part was just on Impact on Tuesday, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, Matt Hardy made his return to Impact Wrestling. Now, uh, it was it was weird though. It was so weird because mm. like Tony Tony Khan was there, JJ Lynn was there, Private Party was there, and Matt Hardy was there. And they're fighting for a number one contender spot against James Storm and Chris Saban. Yeah. Who? So. They need, okay, they about to do this to death because I'm telling you, one of the reasons why AEW doing this is because they're trying to boost Impact ratings because Impact needs some ratings right now. Mm-hmm. They, they, they need some, they definitely need some ratings right now. Um, Dasha, I'm like, but, but just real quick, I'm like, all the, all the crossovers, yes, um, Private Party are the number one contenders to Gallows and Anderson right now. Um, mm. But, like, if they, I would have saved James Storm for a crossover, an AEW crossover. Yeah. Like, for example, if, if John Moxley or whoever is giving a promo, I would have had him come out and say, I'm an Impact Original or something. Like, I Sorry about your John, damn luck. Yeah, I would want to see a Moxley and James Storm dynamite match or whatever. Like, you know. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, we'll see where this invasion goes. Uh, it was not good on Impact. Tony Khan and the Jerry Lynn thing was very uh, in missed with Impact. But keep it going. Yeah, sorry about your damn luck. Uh, I didn't see you know the, the Eddie Kingston stuff was going to get uh Sarge next week or the Kenny Omega stuff. Man, Hardy private party. Uh, take on Matt Sydal on Top Flight. Uh, good oh. match, huh? Oh. Uh, good match up here. And, oh. It wasn't. Well, it was entertaining enough until Prime oh. Party just turned full heel and hit. Nah, I, I, ooh, I felt it was very botchy. I mean, well, yeah, it was Top Flight and Matt Sydal. Matt Sydal is not about nah. It was not. Just, it was very botched, especially this one spot where he like 
Dallas's brother off the rope and tried to do a monkey flip onto the other guy and then messed up and tried to come back and do another bat flip and missed. Uh, I, don't, uh, I was like, okay, you know, I can, I can agree. It was very botchy. It the, the, the more the, the more thing here was the the heel turn from Private Party. That was it a heel turn or was it an under the influence type of thing? I mean, I don't know, but they used to still cheer and won the match that way, opposed yeah. to using the gin and juice. Yeah. So you're right, you're right. So I'm thinking, look, hey, if Matt Hoy gonna get get us wins because I think they could be next in line to get the tag team championships. Uh, you know, but. You, you got to put them heel because it looks like because I don't know what the young bucks are. I'll be honest with you right now. So, well, I know like when they were on Impact, they did something similar, but Jerry Lynn came out and held uh, Chris Saban's foot, and then they hit the gin and juice at the at the interference from Jerry Lynn. Okay. So yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, we got legit Layla Hirsch taking on Penelope Ford. Uh, with you know, either Kip Saban and the best fan Miro, uh, uh, the best man Miro, excuse me. Orange Cash was seen watching from ringside. Uh, Layla Hirsch is, is is little four foot peck of dynamite for real. Uh, uh, she's really good at what she does here, but um, they they, they also have Chuck Taylor, excuse me, Charles Taylor who is, like, escorting him to the ring now because he lost last week. So they get his services, and he's going to be up there all the way up until the wedding and maybe beyond. I'm not necessarily sure how long that's going to that's gonna last. Uh, Layla avoided a nice kid from before, but and she ran up to the top rope, jumped on uh, Saban and Charles Taylor, and he stole the pin uh, after uh, Kip Saban held down Layla's ankle. After the match, Mira calls Charles Taylor into the ring, and said, get the microphone. And he said, I want you to tell George Michael, wannabe Arch Cassidy, uh, that I'm your best friend now. And then he reluctantly uh, said it. And I was like, oh. And I'm just like, here, are you serious? Are you y'all really serious? <laughs> His best friend shit get on my nerves. But you know what? Hey, I like the story so far. Uh, Let's see where it goes. The Good Brothers and uh, uh, Take Out. Um, Pentagon backstage, and then now we're getting ready for the main event as we're doing real quick. Uh huh. They announced next week's match. One of them is uh, uh, the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks versus the Dark Order. Which members? Uh, I think I think one and two, even Uno, Stu Grayson. John Silver and Reynolds, I think. Well, that's the best four to go with, and maybe Cocabana. Yes, I don't, we'll see, but I don't think I think they might lose honestly because uh, Young Bucks and Good Brothers are dysfunctional at the current moment. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's two sets of tag team champions, so that should be that should be dope. But right now, speaking of tag teams, we got the, the triple threat tag team that we got to do. Ortiz Santana taking on the. Uh, Jericho and MJF and taking on Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager. So as the match breaks down as it usually does, uh Jericho about to use the bat on Hager. Hager looks at him and he tries to apologize. He gets booted. Sammy Guevara is the one doing all the work trying to, you know, uh win it for his team. But then uh he gets hit. Uh he is a Spanish fly on Ortiz after he reverses uh 
a doomsday device attempt by MJF and uh, I guess Jericho. Jericho, who was looking old in this match? You see, you, you see that lion salt? Yeah, I think I I think this time he just I I don't think this one was an old thing. I think he honestly just slipped because his foot wasn't. Uh, I seen one of his feet did slip. Like no, he stepped up and kind of did a lot. Like ooh, you you looking damn near fifty right there, Chris Jericho. To be honest with you. Uh, the, uh, yes, he hits a, uh, a poison rhino on MJF. Sangovar runs up, hits a uh, Spanish fly on Ortiz, and then uh, Jer- um, MJF powerbomb Sammy and Jericho followed up with the, that, that line. So it was terrible. Uh, Santana tagged in blindside Chris Jericho, and then Ortiz got a two count Jericho, but Jericho came back with a cold breaker, and Ortiz kicked out. Sammy connected with a jumping knee strike. And hit Jericho. Jericho's now out. And then he tried to go finish MJF because a Warlow passes him the um the ring. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then uh you know, but he, uh Sammy sees that, but then he runs up to him and then uh go uh Warlow's pops up on the apron, he runs into him, falls backwards from the collision, and MJF rolls him up with, with the tights for the victory, so MJF and Jericho win the match. Okay, so a revolution, are we getting MJF versus Sammy Guevara? Uh, probably, but I think that was the wrong choice. I, I Honestly, I would have had, personally, I would have had Sammy and Hager win, and then somehow Sammy gets hurt. And have Warlow and Hager with just so they can get that over with. But I this match, you. this match did feel like a semi, unofficial semi face turn. It did. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be something at Revolution. I think it's going to be MJF taking on Sammy Guevara to, 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 so he to, they can lead the, the uh, inner circle. Because now Jericho and MJF going to be the tag team, which makes no sense, but. You know. Even though we got a legit tag team on there already, and I think Warlow and Hager <laughs> would be a better tag team because Hager ain't doing nothing right now. You know what I'm saying? And nah, Warlow is not their suits. I mean, I I just don't like. I just think that <laughs> if I just wrong saying that's just too overpowered. Like not too overpowered. Like you got this whole seven man group, but yet the best person in the group is going for the tag titles. Not even the TNT or the. You know, heavyweight, going for the tag titles, like you're the best one in the group. We'll see what happens. Right now, I don't know what's going to happen. I know Sammy's about to be a face. I don't know if Hager is... I, I don't know what Hager is doing, but Hager seemed like he was kind of like in a face role too of, not uh we're not we going to play uh, clean. Like, we're not going to cheat. Yeah, so... so, so, we'll, so we'll you know, they may be on their way out to make room for MJF and Warlow, probably. So like that. Mm-hmm. But guys, that was the Wednesday Night War, so who won for this week? Was it NXT or was it AEW? For you, Ooh, uh, I don't know. I might have to go. Uh, honestly, I don't. I might have to go NXT. NXT one for me. I tell you that right now. 
Yeah, I, I, there was a lot of botches on both shows, but it was more noticeable on AEW, the well, botches. Well, a- NXT surprised me. Kate and Carter and Case Cat and Zero winning with that beautiful move that she did. Uh, Leon Ruff and Kokoshida, Lucha House Party, all them in good matches uh, are advancing. And then we had the fight pit. Even though it was still a good match, it just wasn't better than Riddle and, and the Riddle and Thatcher one, but it was still a good matchup. This one, I'm like, okay, yeah, we had a lot of botches, a lot of kind of story, and I'm not interested in seeing Sting fight. So, yeah, I think uh, NXT wins it for uh, this week, but you guys can post down in the comments down below who you guys think won the Wednesday Night War for this week. Hit the like button. You guys enjoyed our stuff. And if you listen to us on the podcast, then we're going to move on. All right, guys, so... Wednesday night, that was the Wednesday night war. Me and Primetime did that. So, uh, sorry the podcast came to you guys a little bit late, but it will be on time this week because we got the live stream of the Royal Rumble coming this Sunday. The review. So, Prime, you know what? You know what? Yeah. I gotta bring this up. All right. This is, and this, I'm just asking the question. This is the fifth year AJ Styles. Is he already a WWE Hall of Famer in five years? Yes. I think so. More so this thing wasn't too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they got the WWE they got the WCW library. So they and they got the TNA library. Oh, you know what you're right. Oh, so oh then definitely he was he was uh in the Hall of Famer like twenty years ago. I'm about to say, so he got the t- I'm about to say eighty times a Hall of Famer regardless. He was a Hall of Famer when he came into WWE. So, but when he did in his five years, yeah, I mean, so if they can put Sting in the Hall of Fame, then yeah, you can definitely put AJ Styles in the Hall of Fame. Coco be wary. That's the bar, okay? You gotta stop. <laughs> no, I just, I just wanted to, to say that because I wanted to honor AJ Styles' five year anniversary. Yeah, he been there for a while. He ain't gonna win it though. But uh, all right, so um. Once guys, make sure you guys go check out SpacesAffiliate.com. That's going to be a part of. Make sure you guys uh, check out all the great content they have on their Market Dark, Lulu and Pop, Lulu Pop Horror Show, and both sides. Check out the Nerd Coalition content on there. The No Gimmicks in the Wrestling Podcast, Nerd Guys Who Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond, Drunk Dark Sober Tongues, and hopefully coming out this week, Ballers Down Podcast, because we are about to talk about the anniversary, one year since Kobe Bryant passed away. Mm-hmm. I know. Sad. January 26th is never going to be the same uh, but uh, so make sure you guys check all that stuff out make sure you guys check out the Prime Nostalgia Podcast every single Friday and the Prime Conversations Podcast also check us out on all the podcast apps Stitchers Spotify Apple Podcasts iHeartRadio Google Podcasts all that great stuff we play the snippets for you guys on YouTube so make sure you check out YouTube Premium uh, we're working on our website but make sure you guys check out the uh, realnerdcoalition.com uh, or you can check out Teespring slash realnerdcoalition.com to get your Nerd Coalition merch from hoodies and t-shirts of Nerd Coalition Studios and Level Up and make sure you go out there and fight COVID-19 with your uh, Nerd Coalition Studios and Level Up mask. COVID is not political. It don't matter who the fuck's in office. You can still get sick. <laughs> okay? It doesn't It doesn't matter. There are really even people out there that think that. I'm like, that. that's not the case. Mask up. You know what I'm saying? And be safe out there so we can, we can get through this whole thing together. I know you're tired of hearing that, but it's the truth. Uh, and then all that great stuff right, right there. Uh, check out QFO, the wardrobe, and all that great stuff. And return here, we're going to talk about 
of one round predictions next week. Hope you hope I got both of you guys on for there on there for that to see who's gonna win, especially with the Goldberg Drew McIntyre they come on. You know what, Q Flow, come on that show too. Oh, no. Yeah, because yeah, I, 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 I don't know the Q Flow. Do we hold him on Would you say, Prime? Do we hold him on that show? Have you? You see, you you not on there. You be tagging me in every single Goldberg post that he posts. You asked for that Yo. shit. You <laughs> tagged me in every single Goldberg post. I'm that's like, so oh, uh, yeah, that's um. All right, well, <laughs> sorry about that, you Flo. But uh, stay tuned for us for live. You know, what I'm saying so. Hopefully, I can get about you know four or five people on there live. I'm trying to do a live Zoom call. And we can talk about it live, you know, link it right up to YouTube and stuff like that. So, right after Warbomb goes off, we're going to talk about it live because Warbomb is one of the biggest things. Our predictions, so we can just, it'll be great. Be right up. I think something's going to happen that we need to get the, the, it up ASAP. So, and once again, that's all of us. So, once again, this is NC and Place We Chose for Mr. Andy. Not Deion Sands, but Prime Time. All right, Okay. And then, not lay up. So, the, <laughs> the gray sketch, lay sketch. It's been real. <laughs> hey, Q Flow, wherever you're at, take us out. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Bathfitter.